I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I just Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Gail King is quickly becoming my favorite interviewer. Why is that? Well, after the R. Kelly one. Oh, yeah. Right? And then she did the Jesse Smollett interview. She has like zero expression on her face. Oh, she's which so... is fantastic. Like she she holds her composure in a situation <laughs> that would to anyone else you may have a different reaction. Yeah, she's the best. So everybody's curious about your phone and whether people at Instagram and Facebook and everything else can listen into your conversations because we've had the conversation before where I'm, I swear to God, like I have. My phone has been not even on me, like on the table, and I've talked to people about other people, and then I go on Facebook, and then I, I get like a friend's suggestion, and it's that person that I was just talking about. Ooh. Like, it's crazy. And Gail King sits down with um, Adam Masseri, who- Where do I know that name from? He's the head of Instagram. Oh, right, yeah. And she yeah. brings up the fact that you don't even need to search something. As long as you talk about something, an ad for that thing will show up on Instagram. And listen to this exchange. Can you help me understand how I can be having a private conversation with someone about something I'm interested in seeing or buying, and an advertisement for that will pop up on my Instagram feed? I haven't searched for it. I haven't talked to anybody about it. Mm-hmm. I swear, I think somebody, I think you guys are listening. I, I know you're going to say you're not. I get this question all the time. But, well, then tell me how it, it happens. I get how it, does it happen? I got it the other day because someone said, I was talking to my friend. Yes. And I didn't even have my phone near me. That was me. And then I got the ad. That was me. There's two ways that can happen. One is dumb luck, which can happen. The second is... Repeatedly, but go ahead. Repeatedly. The second is, you might be talking yeah. about something because it's top of mind, because you've been interacting with that type of content more recently. So maybe you're really into food and restaurants. Yeah. You saw a restaurant on Facebook or on Instagram. You maybe liked the thing. It's top of mind. Maybe that's subconscious, and then it bubbles up later. I think this kind of happens often in ways that are really subtle, but we don't, we don't look at your messages. We don't listen on your microphone. Uh, doing so would be super problematic from for a lot of different reasons. But I recognize that you're not going to really believe me that, on this. Yes. No, I get this I once don't, a week. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know how this happens repeatedly. I don't know how to convince okay, you. Okay, does it happen to you? I no. Uh, I'm sure. I, I don't want to just say no. Out of the, I'm sure it's happened. 
I can't think Wait, of a good example, though. I get pretty good ads, though. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, the guy who runs Instagram, does this oh, happen to you? God. No, it doesn't. It happens to everybody but me. I'm trying to so think. So what does that tell you? I'm going to have to, and everyone else right now, when you're scrolling through Instagram today, yep. pay attention, because I always see the ads pop up, mm-hmm. and I just assume that they are for things that maybe I've searched for on my phone already mm-hmm. through Google or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to pay closer attention to those ads to see if it's specifically something that I was only talking about mm-hmm. with somebody mm-hmm. and not searching for. Oh, yes. So Instagram oh, yes. says no. Oh, yes. And Gail King is like, yeah, all right. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Chantel, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Um, okay, so I just heard that Instagram thing. That's crazy because it happened to me yesterday with wine. With I wine? Yeah, with wine. So someone posted a photo on Instagram of a bottle of wine. And then I was like, okay, scrolling. And then I seen a sponsored ad of wine. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't even search this. Yeah. Oh, this but because so- it popped up on, on, the, on your feed. It, yeah, hmm, so it popped up on my feed. And then right away, there was a sponsored ad about wine. There's a, there's a big thing going on right now um, with Google. And an insider at Google had been been leaking information and communication between execs at Google. And then there's like hidden video of Google execs talking about how they are tasked with making sure that Donald Trump doesn't happen again. Oh, really? Yeah, because the, the, the argument has always been that these companies are, are biased yeah. and that they manipulate your suggested video feed uh, when you go on YouTube. And certain articles on certain topics uh, do not come up in Google searches. And that's been the argument, and they've denied it. And now there's a lot of information coming out right now that is contrary to that. Wow, and so they're gaming so- the system. More importantly, didn't something similar happen when you were looking up male panties? No, that's different. See, that is ads. I specifically looked up male panties. No, uh, no it was male girdles. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about one day on the show, we were talking one day about male girdles because I was feeling bloated and I just wanted to see if they existed. And so during the show, as a joke, I Googled male girdles. And the problem was that after that, for six months, every ad that popped up on every single website that I looked at was male girdles. And I leave my computer open at home a lot. <laughs> FBI. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you're, uh, if your girl, if your girlfriend Catherine walks by and <laughs> sees your computer yeah. open, there's a chance she may see something related to male yeah. girdles. Thanks for or, bringing that up more. The resource spot in my house. Or... <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> or I was going to say, even if your nine-year-old opens up your laptop to use it for a sec. God, don't. That's why I bought her own computer last week. <laughs> hey, Chantel, we love you. Thanks for calling in today. I, I also just want to say that you guys are amazing. You guys make my morning, and I literally laugh all the time with you guys. I used to listen to the Ox all the time, but I can't do that anymore because you guys are really great. Oh, that's so nice. What the hell's the Ox? The Ox cord. She used to plug her phone into the car and listen to something on her people, phone. Co- people don't call that the Ox. Um, everybody the does. No, you would call. You would just say you're <laughs> listening to the thing that you're listening no, to. No, Ox cord, man. No, no. No. Listen, Chantel, don't worry. I know what you're talking about. It's no, all good. Nobody says that. <laughs> Stop it. Us millennials do. <laughs> Love you, Chantel. Love you guys. Have a great day. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Yo, Sarah, what's up? Not, not much. Just waiting for your call. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, Sarah, it's Razamoka. Here we go. Okay, Sarah, you write us this Razamoka FML Fix My Life. My husband and I have moved in with my family to save money. Sounds great. Smart move. Uh, he pees standing. No one in my family does, boys included. We've talked about not leaving pee stains under the toilet seat. I thought he fixed his habits, but when I saw at the bathroom at the bottom of the seat around where the joint is, there are still pee stains that I end up cleaning up. How do I bring it up to him again? We've already had a few fights about this. Now that we're living with other people, uh, I don't want it to be an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The boy, boy pee problems, okay. huh? First of all, I'm just going to tell you one thing out of the gate, okay? Finding a solution to this because there is a solution to this. The one thing you need to stop doing is policing your husband's penis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Plain and simple, right? Because you know what, you're his wife, but you're acting like his mama, and nobody wants their wife to mama their penis. Okay. Like I wonder if because of this, he's just doing it on purpose now. Yeah. No, no, it's gotten much better. Okay. It's gotten so, much better. So now it's more like a splatter stain rather yeah. than. Actual Here's the thing. Pee. Where, where, where is the pee? Where's the pee? When you find the pee, where's the pee? So it's under the toilet. It's like you know where the at the back of the toilet seat, joined. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where at the you know at the back Roz, where yeah. the uh, where the tank is yeah. at the base of the tank. Yeah. There's that little space between the tank and where the opening of the toilet is. Yes. Right. Okay. In that little flat area. Area. Okay. And all the men in your family, you say, sit to pee? From what I remember, from what I know. I, we're a family of girls, so we only have one brother okay. and a dad. Um, so wait, so your brother and your dad sit to pee? Yes. No, nah, there's no way. Every single I mean, time? Now, do they do it out of choice or were they forced to do it by your mom? Um, I think it was just the way that they learned. Okay. Like, it's just a cultural thing. Okay. So it's just the way that they learned. Okay, and I here's what I know. I, public bathrooms are different. As a guy who stands to pee, yeah. the one thing you cannot help is when you got that direct aim, sometimes, depending on the force of the pee, water will splash out. Right? Now, the yeah. courteous thing, what I do, at least, mm -hmm. in our house, is if I see any type of little bit of splatter on the edge of the toilet, mm -hmm. I will grab a piece of toilet paper and I'll wipe it up flush it with the pee. Yeah. I, I think that that's the solution is you can't force your husband to sit to pee. Okay. Because okay. you still want to have an intimate relationship with him, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. This is going to ruin that. The more you force him to sit to pee. When was the last time you guys fought about this situation? Uh, when we lived on our own a couple months ago. Yeah. So when oh. we moved in with my family, it was like a this can't happen again because other people are going to be using uh, the bathroom see, with yeah. us. That's, no, 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 your, that's the line no, that kills it right no, no, there. You can't say, listen, this yeah. can't happen again. The suggestion is this. After you whiz, okay, regardless of if you see anything or not, your habit should just be grab three squares and just wipe down the, wipe down the bowl. Give it one quick swing, like whoosh, all the way around, done. And then down goes the toilet paper. That should be the conversation is just changing the habit of what he does after he pees, not forcing him to sit to pee. Now, I will say this. Yeah, guys, there's yes, of course, guys pee and it goes everywhere. One thing that women, for the most part that I've met in my life, are oblivious to mm -hmm. is the lady splashback. I, I dated a girl years ago, <laughs> uh -huh. okay, who lived in a house with only girls. Okay. That toilet seat was never up. Only when I would come over. And when I went over there, I would lift the toilet seat to go pee. When I lifted that toilet seat to go pee and put it in an upright position, it would rain 
splashback on the underside of the toilet all the way down and oh, soak the rim of the bowl. Wow. So that's where the stains are. Yeah. Is there a chance? Is there a <laughs> chance that when your husband stands to pee, that that pee you see on the base of the lifted seat is not his? And what it is, is the collective pee from everyone in your house that sits to pee. And it's the splashback on the underside of the toilet seat that then runs down. I don't know. Let me ask you a question. When you finish going pee, do you lift up the toilet seat to see if there's any splashback under there? I do not. Why not? Um, because girls don't splash. Oh, you're wrong about that, though. Okay. Girl splashback is a thing. If you want to find out for sure, I'm almost positive we can get like some DNA swabs or something. <laughs> yes, yes. I want, I want to take a kit to your house. We could CSI this entire situation. Yes. The, the reality of this is, is that everybody just needs to be clean, okay? Uh, just yeah. tell your husband, don't try and police your husband's wiener, okay? It's weird <laughs> to have the woman you love and are intimate with to start dictating to sit to pee. It, the whole thing is weird. You're going to ruin your relationship over this. Just tell him we're going to change the habits. When you're done... Okay, three squares of toilet paper, wipe down the whole thing, throw it in, whether there's something there or not, that's just the habit that we're all going to get into. Great. All right, all right sir, easy solution. Yeah, and stop I, mothering his wiener. Somebody legit just texted me, and yeah. they said, collected pee for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be your problem, Sarah. <sighs> Yep. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> All right, girl. Love you. Hashtag wipe that bowl. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Well, it's been 15 years since The Notebook was released. How long? 15 years. Since The Notebook came out. That's incredible. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. And those two are really in love as well in real life. Briefly. It was incredible to watch that. It's true love we were watching. It really was. And yeah. to uh, celebrate this wonderful anniversary of The Notebook, uh, why not open up the Johnny Depp School of Acting? If this is your first time hearing the Johnny Depp School of Acting, how it goes is that Johnny Depp... Uh, doesn't memorize his own lines for scripts when he's doing a movie. There was a story that came out that said that Johnny wears an earpiece in his ear when he's shooting and then has somebody feed him his lines who sits with a script offset. Yeah. And as we've discovered, it is very difficult to do that. So Dammit Mori has an earpiece in his ear right now. Dammit Mori, good morning. Good morning. And uh, I will be feeding Mori his lines. So Mocha, you are going to be playing young Allie. Oh, such an honor. <laughs> Such an honor. Uh, Maury, you will be playing the part of young Noah. Finally. Okay. Uh, this, by the way, is the what do you want scene. The right. famous what do you want scene. Okay. Uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting, Notebook, 15-year anniversary. Maury and Mocha, scene one, take one, and... Action! Stay with you? For what? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We decided to serve up steak. And you know what? When you're being a pain in the ass, you're a pain in the ass 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to climb the tree. You do the pain in the ass thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what? 
Oh, sorry. My no. bad. <laughs> That's you know Line, line. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll pick it up from So What. Yeah, thank right? you. All right. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to be working the eggs every day. We want you. I want all of you. Forget about you every day. We will do and pee and you and... <laughs> 30 years, 40 years. What's it life? And what's that guy go? Stop. <laughs> what you really wanted, but you take it easy, you wheezy way, man. What? what? <laughs> he saved on his insurance with Geico? What happened? Uh, okay, okay, hold on here. Let, like, I, let's I think we gotta back it up. Let's take it from the top here. Okay, okay so uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting, Maury Mocha, the 15-year anniversary of The Notebook. Yeah. Again, Mocha playing young Ali, Maury playing young Noah. Yeah. Okay, and uh, take two, and action. Stay with you? What for? Look at us, we're fighting. Roz, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't think young Noah in the notebook started his response with Ross, what are you talking about? Okay. Take three and action! Stay with you? What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what they're talking about. You're talking about when you're being an arrogant... Whoa! <laughs> Which you are not. depending at the time. I don't want to hurt your feathers. You don't want to bring base. <laughs> Did he just say, I don't want to hurt your feathers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy 15-year anniversary in the notebook. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We talk about Air Transat's Kids Club a lot on the podcast. And one guy that listens to our podcast, who goes by the name of Daniel, said he only discovered the Air Transat Kids Club because we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, which is amazing. And I cannot say enough... Uh, great things about this program. So if you got a kid between 2 and 11, it's free to sign them up. You just go on the website, you sign up your kid. Now what you get, the sort of benefits from having a kid enrolled in Kids Club, um, they get travel goodies on the plane. That's one thing. When you're on the plane, they treat your kids really, really well. You get free seat selection. The big one, though, is the dedicated check-in counter when you get to the airport. Oh, okay? so good. Because you avoid so much hassle when you're traveling with little kids when you do have that dedicated check-in counter. Uh, you also get that pre-boarding in economy yes. class, which is never happens. a big deal. And no. it never happens. Again, it's free for kids ages 2 to 11, Air Transat's Kids Club. You also get priority baggage handling, stroll gate delivery service, which again is another big, big deal. Plus, you can right now get entered to win an exciting family vacation. You can do so by visiting them online at airtransat.com. Okay, what now? What now? What now? What now? Uh, you want to take a phone call? Yes. Sure. Hey, Sebastian, what's up, man? It's Roz Amoka. Hey, man. All right, Roz. What's uh, going on? Sebastian uh, commented on Instagram, <laughs> at kiss925. Yeah. And this is a question specifically for you. Okay. And it says, what's the story behind the name Roxy for oh. your daughter? I also have a daughter named Roxy, and I want to compare. Hmm. Now, is your kid just straight up Roxy, or is she Roxanne? It's Roxanna. Roxanna. See, my kid is just straight up Roxy. Yeah, see, that was kind of my other question was, is it short for something? Is it Roxanne? No. Is it Roxanna? No. We kind of battled between me and my wife a little bit between the Roxanne and Roxanna. So, and I honestly just, sorry to, to, to butt in, but it's, uh, it was actually you that put Roxy on the map for us as a name for our child. Oh, yeah? 
content. Yeah, because we listened to the show, we listened to the podcast, and then when we had a short list, we were like, what about Roxy? And then it was like, yeah, but then we went with Roxana and Roxy for short, but it was actually because of you that oh. it became a thing. So, oh. Sebastian, how old is your... Roxy. Uh, almost 18 months. Oh, congratulations. Okay, so a year and a half. Of Congrats. Thanks. How's everybody yeah. doing? Everyone's good? Everybody's good. Everybody's great. Yeah, okay, my, so, and your daughter, Roz, she is uh, nine, nine and a half nine now. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you, my whole thing with names and, sh- and, and and short forms and all that stuff, I'm like, just name your kid the thing you're going to call your kid. Yeah. Right? That was that was my whole thing because we were like, well, what do you want to do? And then you start thinking of all these names and you're like, yeah, but so you could name them this and then call them this. And I'm like, well, then why don't we just name her that? Yeah. So how Roxy happened was we thought at the beginning that we were going to have a boy. And we were going back and forth between two names for boys. Um, and what we had landed on is if it was a boy, we were going to call him Rocket. And, Sick. Uh, and I love um, it. The first, the first round of boy names that we had were, I was going to, I was really leaning towards calling him Rocky Apollo. Oh, sick. Right? Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, because everybody in my family, the guys in my family are all R-A-W. So yeah. Catherine and I had already agreed on that if it's a boy, it's going to be R-A-W to sort of carry on that thing. But we thought we were having a boy. And then we find out we're having a girl. And we're and, and Catherine's like, well, we can still do that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we started throwing around our names. And immediately, immediately, the name both of us said was Roxy. Yeah? Yeah, oh, imme- so immediately. Nice. And, um, and that was just it, right? And then we were stuck on the middle name for an A. And we both landed on Alabama. Uh-huh. So that's how we that's how we got that. But if it was a boy, we we're going to call him Rocket or uh, or Rocky. And uh, and and Roxy was just it was a no brainer for us. We both loved the name, and we didn't want to expand on it at all. We wanted her to just be straight up Roxy. And I'll tell you the cool thing about having a little girl named Roxy yeah. is um, Roxy the fashion line, the surf line. Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They they have a fantastic kids collection. Yeah. So all of Roxy's flip flops say Roxy on them. Like she has her own towel when she goes to the beach that says Roxy on it. She has hats that say Roxy on it. She has Roxy bed sheets. She has all this stuff. Yeah. And when kids are really little, they love that. Of course. Right? So I would if I were you, I would dip in and start buying like when you see Roxy stuff on sale on you know on eBay or or Amazon or whatever it is, I'd uh, I'd buy it up. But that's the story. That's the story behind the name. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, for us, it was just we wanted a name that just not everybody else had. Like, yeah. I'm sure Roxy hasn't encountered a lot of other Roxies in school, right? No. no. So that was that was something that was kind of big for us. Like, we didn't want a top 20 girls name kind of name, you yeah, know? Yeah, And uh, so, okay, with Cruz, is it, the Cruz is just his name. It's not like Cruznaldo that you no. then just call him Cruz, right? Like, it's, it's not it's not Cruz for short, right? I have yet to meet a Cruznaldo. But it's it's not Cruz no, for short, it's right? It's just Cruz. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. Because I didn't know if I was offending you by saying... No. Uh, okay. Cruz, no, no. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Hey, Sebastian, thanks so much for the call, yeah. man. Yeah, no problem. I'm a huge fan. Listen to every podcast multiple times. Uh, you guys right are the best. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Between Roz and Mocha, yeah. who's your favorite? Uh, this is easy for me, and it's Roz. Oh, wow. No offense, Mocha, you're the best. I love wrestling, too. Oh. But Roz is just... <laughs> Kind of, he's smooth and cool. What Shut up, man? dude. <laughs> Say mocha next time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sebastian. Later. Yeah, no the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. So, well, we were on vacation last week. It's so great to be back. It's the last week of school for everybody. It's awesome. And the Dammits, Dammit Mooring, his husband, Dammit Matthew, 
vacationed last week and they did a bunch of stuff like mini adventures and all this week we're going to be hearing what they did on vacation and so their vacation started with a trip down to the Harborfront Canoe and Kayak Center as millions of people do like the idea of canoeing with your lover is supposed to be romantic. It sounds beautiful. Thank you. Oh, we had like gorgeous weather this oh. week. Like imagine like that Toronto skyline. It's magic. Oh, it's magic. My heart will go on. <laughs> and the damage <laughs> got into a canoe. And this is what happened. This is going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. You know how I feel? I don't like aquatics. <laughs> What's a PFD? Yeah. Personal flotation device. Oh. Oh my god. This requires wait, two paddles, right? One two, two each for me. or one? No, no, one? One for each. Oh my god. I know what the people on the Titanic felt like now. Okay, so oh Matthew, Matthew, you're over it's definitely wider than I thought. So get in over at the front. No, I don't want you controlling this. I rather like no. No, I know how to steer. Okay, how do these have a tendency to tip? They don't. No. <laughs> this thing is gonna like tip on one end. Why, Maury? What? Don't shoot, dare move this thing. No, I know I will get off this thing, and this pole is long enough for me. To Hit you with it. God, I'm wearing the wrong underwear for this. I swear, I, a drip of water touches me. Divorce. No, what? Oh my god! I'm paddling backwards to, to turn us. I'm paddling backwards to turn us. I will lose my mind if I fall in this water. Ah! Mary! Oh my god, don't you dare. Did you see the waves? Okay, I don't like this. Oh my god, Maury. Oh my god. Ah! Maury! I feel like you need to lose 10 pounds before we can get on this Whoa. thing again next time. Oh my god. You're not earthy. This is not earthy. This is water. I like the earth. I like to go back on soil. Do you know Jay-Z's yacht? That's what I need. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. What? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Embarrassing me in front of all these people. It's just not for me. But I'm doing all the work. Uh, yes, as you should. <laughs> ah! Did you have fun? No, I did not have fun. It's, I'm just trying to do things that bring us closer together. I like being on land. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Are we ready to get into the danger zone with the Dammits? Yeah. See, in my head, I'm with you on this. I'm into, you know, the Dammits getting on a plane in flight suits, high-fiving right before they board, helmets. Fist bumping. Sure. But really, this was a romantic thing that Maury tried to do. This was a sort of like evening sunset romantic trip around the city in one of those little small planes that they do down with Fly GTA. And Matthew and Maury fight about everything. Everything. And I, th- I didn't think that this one was going to be a big deal. When Maury said that they were going on a plane, I'm like, finally something that Matthew's going to be into yeah. and might actually find romantic. But here's how the conversation started when Maury brought it up with him. I'm burnt out. I think I have sunstroke. Matthew, tell me you're ready for another outing. 
What? We have to go. We have to go. Go where? We're going to do something romantic. Oh, no. Where? It's a surprise. No, I don't do surprises. Let's... Come on. We are going on a little sunset flight around downtown Toronto. No way, I'm not doing that. No, Maury, I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, I'm mm-hmm. dead serious. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. No, you're lying to me. I know you are. No, that's what we're doing. We're I am about. not doing that. I don't get on those small planes, period. That's why I booked it as a short little around and down. No. Around and down. I'm really not doing that. Yes. I have a terrifying fright. <laughs> Of those kind of flights. You'll be fine. No, I don't like those small planes. I will not go on those planes, period. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts. Cancel the plane. Okay, so okay. after that wow. conversation, wow. they wow. drove to the airport. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and before getting on the plane, I guess as the pilot is explaining, going through safety uh, procedures. They just need to shot. I thought this was bigger. Oh my god, I'm freaked out. Is he- Okay, so this is your uh, main entrance and exit. Okay. This will come up. There's instructions on the door handle on how to open it. It's right here. It's Wait, but we would never need to open the door. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to get out after the flight. Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, let's do this. <laughs> okay. And it, I, I just like, it was romantic, right? More like it's like, God, man. So they're on the plane. Oh, no. Tiny little plane. It's tiny, too. Tiny, tiny little it's, plane. It's like a minivan. Up in the air, circling around Toronto. <laughs> Not afraid of the heights. It's the turbulence. Like, it's so shaky, and my ears are popping. Okay, what do you see? My light flashing before my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it just feels like a, a dinky little <laughs> The sudden dips, I don't understand. Ah! Oh wow, it looks like the city looks so small from up here, you know? Oh my god. No, 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 no. Ave Maria, Shekrasa. Okay, did you enjoy it? We're about to land. I did. Oh my god, I really liked it. Oh, wow. Oh my god. I just, I felt like the engine just shut off. Uh-oh. Oh my god. This is not. Oh, I thought the landing would be me. Yay! Applaud! I did it. <laughs> I did it. How was that? That was honestly amazing and oh. better than I thought. Was it as romantic as you hoped for? No, nothing romantic about oh. it. Do we kiss now? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the damn it's on vacation in a little plane. I love it. And we will continue tomorrow where damn it Maury takes damn it Matthew. Oh god. To the edge walk at CN Tower. Why would you do that? You heard the way he freaked out on the plane. What makes you think he's going to be a okay with edge walk at CN Tower? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz. Hi, Mocha. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to call because poor Maury, he tries so hard, and that thing that he did with the plane was so cute. I agree. It was it was romantic. It was supposed to be romantic. I think a lot of things that Damon Mori tries to do with his husband uh, comes from a great place. It comes from uh, you know a really nice gesture. It's just that the things that he chooses 
are not things that Tim and Matthew's into at all. I, I had this great vision while we were on vacation, and I knew Maury was doing all this stuff with Matthew. And as fun and awesome and just interesting as it is listening to the Dammits do this stuff, I just kept having this vision of just how wildly entertaining, more so than they are now. <laughs> The Dammits would be if they were rich. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, like, you know what? If they were, like, the good light. What is it? What is the one with Paris Hilton and that, that Nicole girl? Nicole yeah, Rose. exactly. The simple life. Yeah. The like, simple life. Yeah. But if they had done that with money. <laughs> yeah, like, if they, were, if they were rich, where they could just... Because right now, like, they like to turn their nose at a lot of things, but really they know they're the, they're, they are the thing that they're turning their nose at. But, man, if they were rich... Oh, he's so great. Hey, what's your name? My name's Angel. Thank you so much for calling in today. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, who's so, this? Uh, this is Pam. What's up, Pam? Yeah, so I was just wondering, um, why why does Damon Maury and Damon Matthew have the first same, like the same... First name. Da- it's damn it, not Damon. D- oh, damn it. No, damn it. Oh. Like, damn it. Oh, damn Like what you say when you stub your toe. <laughs> <laughs> you say, damn it, not Damon. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You thought, you thought it was Damon Maury and Damon Matthew? <laughs> I did. What do other people, what do everybody else confuse it uh, they, for? They think they always, the one thing that consistently pops yeah. up is David Maury. Oh, right, David Maury. People think yes. that uh, it's David Maury. Yeah, no, it's damn it, Maury. Oh, I feel so stupid. No, no, no. As in, and it's not like a name, it's in like, damn it, Maury. Yeah, like, right. damn it. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, okay. Wait, Pam, how long have you been listening to the Razamoka show? <laughs> okay, so we've been on the radio for almost 10 years now. Uh, damn it, Maury, yeah. a.k.a. David Maury, a.k.a. Damon Maury, has been uh, on the radio with us for almost that amount of time. Yeah. Are you telling us that the entire time you thought his name was Damon Maury? <laughs> And that he married a guy named Damon Matthew. <laughs> I, I honestly only started hearing about Dave, damn it, um, Matthew recently. I don't know why. I don't know why. So I just thought Maury his keeps, name Maury was keeps his marriage Maury. a secret from most people. <laughs> I don't know. I just like I never know. <laughs> Oh no. my gosh, okay, you guys have to make fun of me. Nah, no, 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 we're not no. making fun. Oh, come on. We got Maury for that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all joke. It's jokes. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, damn it, Maury. Uh, but no, it is 100% damn it, Maury. And damn it, damn it. Matthew. Right. Damn it, Matthew. Okay, yes. got it. The Roz and Show podcast. Last week, the Roz and Mocha Show mm-hmm. were on mm-hmm. vacation. Damn it, Maury decided to take that time live it up that he had to live it up but live it up with his husband because he wanted to do stuff as a couple like adventurous staycation type stuff around the city right? fun things yeah. super fun <laughs> things that he thought that uh Dan and Matthew would appreciate no for example they went canoeing that didn't go as planned ah, Mary oh my god don't you Dare. Do you see the waves? Okay, I don't like this. Oh the my god, waves. Maury. Oh my god. <laughs> Maury! <laughs> it's a canoe. Uh, they took a romantic sunset 
flight above the city of Toronto in a super tiny plane. Yeah. And just convincing Dammit Matthew to get into that plane was a task in itself. You'll be fine. No, I don't like those small planes. I will not go on those planes, period. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts. Cancel the plane. So the flight didn't get canceled and they went. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And and today, which is... Awesome. What we're going to hear today, and today actually happens to be the uh, the the CN Tower's birthday. 43 today. Happy who birthday, knew, CN Tower. Who knew, huh? And so last week, what they had done was uh, they did the edge walk, which I have not done and I will not do. And I still cannot believe that Maury convinced Matthew to do edge walk. Well, here's how the conversation started before going to the CN Tower. Okay, so I thought we would go and do something fun, so I booked us for something. Okay, I hope it's the spa. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's the edge walk. What makes you think I want to go on the edge walk? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's the week off. Why are you even booking anything on my days off? <laughs> yeah, I thought that it would be fun to actually do things no, together than I, except for sitting on the couch. I want to sleep. I don't sleep. I live here. I don't need to go up the CN Tower. I see the CN Tower yeah, from below, oh, no, wow. see it from within. I don't, I don't need to see it from within. I like worms eye view, not bird's eye views. So we have to go now. What? We have to go now. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. I, I'm with Matthew on this one. Hell no. All right, Matthew and Maury, this is your official welcome to the edge walk. No. Oh my God. No. I told you I didn't want to do this. I'm freaking out right now. One foot. What if I push you? Other. Don't you dare. What if I push you? Oh. <laughs> How are you feeling right now? The wind makes it scarier. That's fair. Every activity I will also demonstrate it first, and then I'll give you a chance to do it one by one, okay? Okay. okay. First one is a warm-up. Yeah. It's called Toes Over Toronto. It's exactly what it sounds like. How about a new one? Toes up my husband's <laughs> Hey, come on. You go first. You go first. No, you go first. I'm too scared. You're the one that brought me up here, and now you're scared to do this. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Yeah, I'm going to do it first so that when you do it next, I'm going to throw you off. (laughs) Roy, how do you feel about going first? You want Matt to go first? All right. If I die, you can do everything. It really feels like I'm jumping off this building. You're a quick learner. I like that. Oh, my God. Then don't look down, then. Where am I supposed to look down? (laughs) Maury, if you drag my ass way up here, you're not even going to do this. So this is the lean back right here, all right? So that's what we're working up towards. Okay, all you have to do is sit down and lean back. No. Ain't nobody sitting or leaning back. No. Sit down and lean back. The only time I lean back is at the club. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. This no. is, are you not embarrassed? Oh, shit! What I'm thinking is if you're in front of me and you yeah. help me. Would you like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What? You ready? Let's do this. Okay. There you go. That's it right there. That's it right there. You had it. You had it. You had it. Oh. That was it, Maury. No, I don't think I can. That was it right there. I don't know. We need pictures. <laughs> what? I definitely can't do it up there. Wow. <laughs> Did he want up doing it? No, no, he didn't lean back. So the lean, so lean back is with your back to the city, right? Yeah, it's the the, the famous picture that people always post on social, right? Where you're leaning, it looks like you're sitting down, yeah. leaning over the edge, no. with your back to no, the city. No, no, there's no chance. How was it after that? More did you guys like? Was he mad at you? How long was he mad at you for? He must have been mad at you your whole vacation. Yeah, he we just like tortured the man. We went uh, downstairs to the 360 for dinner. We didn't really talk during dinner. Not at all. Oh, Oh, no. no.
that romantic setting at that beautiful restaurant? No, no talking. Yeah. No talking. No. no. <laughs> Have you talked since? Yeah, because yeah. he saw the pictures and how great they were. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So the Dammit's on vacation. While we were off last week, Dammit Maury and his husband Dammit Matthew did like a bunch of little mini staycation adventures, and they just fight. That's just what they do. They just fight. They fought when they went canoeing. They fought. <laughs> Maury! Oh my God! Don't you. Dare. Do you see the waves? Okay, I don't like this. Oh my God, Maury! Oh my God. <laughs> Maury! Sounded like they had fun. They fought right before Maury arranged a tiny little airplane to take a romantic sunset trip around the city. You'll be fine. No, I don't like those salt planes. I will not go on those planes, period. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts. Cancel the plane. <laughs> Yo, I saw Dan and Matthew, though, on his Instagram post some beautiful pictures, and he looked like he had fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? until you hear it. Uh, and they also, he tortured him with Edgewalk and everything else. Um, and they also went to down to the rec room to do the VR experience, which I did the Star Wars one, and it's incredible. Yeah, and they, they have a Wreck-It Ralph one. Yeah, and, uh, Ghostbusters one. And the one that was there was Nicodemus, Demon of Evanishment, and oh, wow. this is the horror VR, <gasps> so it's scary. And so this is Dammit Maury and his husband Dammit Matthew last week on vacation doing the VR adventure down at rec room. I can see you. Oh my god. You look like a very like 1920s man. Walk away up tomorrow. What? Oh my god. Where are you going? What the f <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Is this like a roller coaster or something? Oh my god. Oh my god. Where the f are you? <laughs> Where are you? Sounds like fun. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, no, this cannot. I'm gonna kill him. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> it's alive! <laughs> Doesn't tell me it's a horror one. Ew, it feels so real. Okay, I'll just take this back. <laughs> Do I open this? Uh -oh. Can I ask where Maury is this entire time? What? what, what? <laughs> well, oh my God. Harmonized. Are we done? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Maury, I went to the chiropractor today and now I threw out everything. <laughs> Evanishment. I, is that a word? You <laughs> <laughs> look like Jesus or the Pope. <laughs> this better be the ending. Can I lift my head? Yep. Holy <laughs> hell. Wow, yeah. So by the way, the, the whole purpose of Nicodemus and what you were listening to is that it all takes place in, I guess, like a, an old world's fairgrounds. And the, the, uh, the purpose is, quote, explore the abandoned exhibits and don't get caught by the demon. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Nicki Minaj um, on her podcast. Did you hear this? What happened? So she goes off on Miley Cyrus on her on Miley her, Cyrus. Yeah, yo, yeah. that story. That beefs is like well, four years now. And, and she goes back to remember when Miley was on stage with Robin Thicke. And, yeah, dude, that was like 2015. And she had those booty shorts on, and everybody said that she, her butt looked like chicken. 
Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Miley, uh, so Nikki on her podcast starts going off on Miley like crazy and then starting to talk about how she, in the, the new Netflix show, she comes out in a pink wig and then she's like, she's biting my style with the pink wig. Um, but my... Nikki keeps mentioning Purdue Chicken. Oh, no. Right? And Purdue Chicken is a brand of chicken in the States that is, they're like very popular sort of in the Eastern United States. And uh, before we get to Purdue Chicken's response, oh, let's. Uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So okay. before we get to Purdue Chicken's response, here is what Nikki uh, said about Miley. A Purdue Chicken <laughs> can never do a about Queens. But I do notice a lot of Purdue chickens recently have been trying to say the Queen's name for clout. And yeah. that's what she did in the first place. And then she cried. You know, the white girl cried and made black girls seem like she was a bad guy. In the first place, she disrespected me in a magazine article for no reason. I had just seen her after she was sucking Mike Will's d- in the studio. Oh. Like, you sucked all that d- oh. only to come out looking like a Purdue d- chicken on the stage and then got mad and went back to country music. So stupid now you coming out with pink wigs. All you want to be Nikki. Wow. Okay. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. And I had no idea that they still had this kind of beef. So, this kind of chicken. <laughs> so, Purdue Chicken yeah. then gets into this and say, uh, thanks for the mention, Nikki Minaj. <laughs> 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 but, but we don't know nothing about beef. <laughs> Why is Nicki Minaj hanging on to? I have no idea, man. I have no. She's angry. This Miley, at Miley Cyrus stuff, man. She's angry at Miley. Well, a story came out like two weeks ago where there was a YouTuber who went off on Miley for comments on hip hop that and rap that Miley had made a few years back when she, after she did bangers, where she was saying that it was the the, the sort of misogynistic aspect of hip hop is what pushed her out of hip hop after bangers. And then she went back to country and a lot of people took that as racial overtones. And then Miley actually commented in the comment section of this YouTuber's post and explained herself and apologized. So Miley's stance on hip hop and things that she said about hip hop and people like Nicki in the past is all back. It's all back. And now all these people have podcasts. And Miley, like, I think Miley's really turned it around in the last few years, right? Like, I I really do. I think that Miley is, you know, she's not who she was with that attitude and everything else uh, during bangers. But Nikki does not care about that. Oh, she sure doesn't. Nikki is like still Purdue Chicken. You dissed me years ago, and now I have a podcast. Purdue Chicken was trending like all weekend. (laughs) Thanks for the sales increase, Nikki. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Daniela, welcome to Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Real good. good. How are you today? I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, Daniela, you wrote us this. Ross and Mocha FML was married in 2013 and wanted a divorce in 2016. He wasn't very happy with the decision. Uh, the last three months, he stalked me, called the cops on me, and locked me out of our townhouse. House. After two years, he finally signed the divorce papers and we were legally divorced in 2018. I blocked his number because I didn't think we needed contact and the divorce was 
over, I do check my block numbers once in a while, and there were some texts from him. Now, the last one was to go for drinks because he wanted to ask me something. We ended up grabbing coffee instead. After that night, I kept getting texts from him to hang out again. It's like he thinks we're friends again. How do I get him out of my life? Do I just keep ignoring his texts, or do I call him out on it? Wow. Hey, Daniela, when you said in your note that he asked to go out with you for drinks because he wanted to ask you something. Yeah. What did he want to ask you? Um, well, he was having issues with his ex-girlfriend. Okay. And he oh. wanted me to be a witness for something nah. with the cops. And I'm uh, like, seriously. Nah, 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 Y'all, you need to... Yeah. This man, like, ruined a part of your life where you said he, like, yeah. locked you out of the townhouse and yeah. he stalked you and this, that, and the other. Like, what, what? more to say to than to, to, to leave him alone or have him leave you alone? Like, walk away from that situation. Yeah. So when you guys initially got divorced, you left him, right? Yes. Why yeah. did Why did you leave him? I just wasn't happy with the marriage, just the way things were going. It was kind of like we were roommates. Like we weren't a team. He wasn't helping me with anything around the house. Right. He was always with the neighbors. There were red flags from the beginning, but I didn't realize until later on. But there was nothing weird. And, there was nothing weird about him or like. Uh, um. Well, kind of like the stalking part. At first, I didn't think it was him. And then when I was talking to a lot of my friends and coworkers, they were like, no, Daniela, it's him. What do you mean stalking? You, wait, stalking like, while you guys were married? I was getting, well, while when I said I wanted a divorce. Oh. And then oh. that's when everything. Yeah. So we were still living together and I would get like weird messages from him. Yeah. And he's like, well, they're not from me. And I'm like, well, they're coming from your number. Mm. So it kind of reminded me of that show that's on Netflix that you. When you split with him, how definitive were you? I was straight up. I told him, uh, like, listen, I'm not happy with how our marriage is going. I want a divorce. And he's like, no, let's talk about it. Let's go to counseling. And I asked previously for to go to counseling and he never wanted to. Yeah, oftentimes when, when that happens, when somebody doesn't take it well, it's because, that, one, they're a little bit blindsided by it, and yeah. two, they don't feel that they've been given a chance uh, to, you know, make something right, but also, they're not the sole reason that something is turned into a roommate situation. That takes two people. That's true, yeah. Uh, and, and that hurts, you know? Like, it, it mm-hmm. really it really does, and so I'm guessing he, there's a part of him that feels like his wife just walked on, walked out on him because she's just not happy with the way things are going. Well, guess what? What? You know, you gotta work on stuff like that, okay? And, it, and I'm not, saying, I'm not yeah. saying this, I'm just saying that, you know, when you guys get into something and you make a commitment, the first sign that things aren't going right, you gotta try and fix it. Like, like you gotta try, like, in my head, he's thinking, why are we not doing everything to try and fix this? Like, did you love mm-hmm. him or did you not love him? Well, I think I did, and then it was just like a couple years after the marriage, it was just, because we were together for seven years, sure. and then three years of it, we were married. Yeah. I don't know, just after that, it just seemed like maybe he got comfortable. Yeah. And he just I, I, think that, I think that he just felt blindsided a little bit. Now, yeah. as far as getting somebody out of your life, you know, the thing that we've said all the time is <laughs> you have to be compassionate, but you have to be blunt. Okay. There cannot be any doors left open. There cannot be any, listen, this is just how I feel now. I I don't know how I'm going to feel down the road. There's none of that. It has to be a, I do not love you. And mm-hmm. I, I really don't want you in my life. It sounds to okay. me like she's you, Daniela, have already made that decision like long ago. I don't even think you oh, love yeah. that guy. Yeah, but now he thinks the, they're friends again. At is the what end I'm of saying. the marriage, um, and I think like you cared about him, and you don't want anything bad to happen to him. But again, here's a guy who locked you out of your own home and called the cops on you. Yeah, right. Yeah, you and don't like need he, him in your life, and you said no. straight up. I want a divorce. I'm not happy. Boom. You need to stop answering his texts and his phone calls and like, don't go out with him anymore. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only reason he like messaged me because I didn't hear from him from like a couple months, yeah. and then all of a sudden I get a message because he broke up with his girlfriend that he was with. And you'd be surprised at what people will do to get somebody back in their life. You know, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's any truth to the "I need you to be a witness for the thing yeah, with no. my ex girlfriend" no. thing. No. It's just a way to contact you and get you back yep. in his life again. Yeah, and you know, sort of build a bridge, regardless of what it is. You know, it's, it's some sort of line of communication. If you can talk about this one issue, you know, over coffee, maybe you can, you know, celebrate the end of the issue together over drinks. And the mm-hmm. next thing you know, you guys are a couple again and living happily mm-hmm. ever after. You know, I don't, I don't believe for a second, but if no. you don't want, the, if you don't want the man in your life, uh, you know, you don't have kids together, right? No, we don't. Okay. I, I have cats and they're my kids. But... Sure. Wait, that I have a super important question. Of course. The night that you guys got together for coffee, mm-hmm. did you have sex after? Oh God, no! Oh, okay. oh no! Okay, no, no! Oh, oh, I just wow. want to make sure. Okay. So no, the, so, no, no, okay, we so. uh, uh, no. There was never that makeup sex or anything like that. People okay. talk about okay. no. Well, yeah, you gotta be. You have to be blunt, but uh, but still be compassionate. Okay, but do okay. not leave any doors open. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Do your thing, girl. Thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> you Love take you. Care. Take care. Ross and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss. I want to go back into this happiness story that they did. Okay. Um, where <laughs> how happiness correlates to how much money you make. It's ironic that you're doing the story. Why? Because he's never happy. Oh. <laughs> no, I, have diff- I just have a different feeling towards happiness. I don't strive for happiness. It just comes... No, I don't. I, it's, 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 I wind up being... Like, happiness to me is just not a... Like, it's not... It's you're not happiest when you're not happy. No, like I, I want like purpose, and I want responsibility, and I want. Oh God, I want none of that. You know, I want I want to be around people who I like, I love, but seeking specific happiness as just generally being happy. I don't think that that's all that realistic. I don't think that you can be happy all the time. I think you can be content. Sure. I'm I'm quite fine with that. I mean, Mocha's happy all the time. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah? Most of the time, yeah, I'd say but like... But like happy though, like not like... like I think there's a difference between being, being content and comfortable and where you feel secure and loved to I'm, happiness. I'm not. Yeah. Like happiness is a, there are mo- like I have quite a few moments of happiness. Sure. But I, would I say I'm happy all the time? No. I don't I'm not think anybody happy can be happy but, all but the time. But that's what people want though. When of they, course. when they, when they strive for happiness, you know, they, they, they want that feeling. And I don't just don't know if it's, it's sustainable or even, or even realistic. So a new study found that higher earning Canadians are happier. The happiness index said only 44% of those making $40,000 a year or less reported high level of happiness. The number rose to 58% for those people with incomes above 80 grand a year. Years ago, there was a study done and it was fascinating where it was one of these things where they judged the happiness compared to what people made. And they came, they, they came up with a number. And at that time, and I'm sure with inflation and the way that everything is now, that number would be a little bit higher. But 90 was the magic number yeah. where what they found was that people who made $90,000 a year who gauged their sort of contentment and happiness in life 
scored the exact same as people who made $900,000 a year. So what they found was 90 was the cutoff. Yeah. So you would you were never when when it comes to the relationship between money and self fulfillment or happiness, ninety was the cutoff. You are never going to feel better than you do after you make ninety. Because the people who make more than ninety feel no different. The people who make less than ninety felt differently. So, yeah. but so the, the, money buys you happiness. No, no. money no, no 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 no. Yes, it does. It does. In a, in a way, money does 100% buy well, that's you. That's what I'm getting out of this uh, study. Yeah, no, because what money does buy is it doesn't buy happiness, but it pays for the things that make you miserable, right? I never liked life when my phone would ring and I would think that it was a collector. Oh, yeah. Right? I'll tell you what. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> Boy, you get them calls every day. You, you know what I mean? I hated- I unplugged my phone last week. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> fine in the middle of a month but the last week of a month was so stressful oh, yeah. for me for many years because I needed to come up with $100 for rent. <laughs> and it's the end of the month. Right, yes, right? So, so does money buy happiness? No money does it buy happiness, but it pays off the things that make you miserable in a lot of ways. Yeah, because it, it's not like it buys you happiness, it just makes the people that you don't want to hear from go away. Yes, with the, the people that make you miserable, right? <laughs> creditors. Yeah. It always comes back to the creditors of Maury, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm on a new deodorant. Kathleen is on a new deodorant. What's it called? Uh, it's called Native, I think. Native? It's, yeah, it's all natural. She oh, wanted okay. me to get away from all the, um, I don't know what it is. That Parabens? We, it, yeah, just all the metals oh, big and no -no stuff like house. this. Yeah. It's really wild because you just like you. I just smear this stuff all over myself, mm -hmm. you know, every day, and just not thinking anything of it. Where I wouldn't do that to any other part of my body. Like I right. wouldn't just randomly take something and like and just, just start rub it rub across it. Your yeah, chest. yeah. It's like if, if like if I had to do the, if I had the same thing, but I needed it for like my neck. Yeah. Right. I'd revolt. I'd be like, I don't want that all over my neck. Yeah. But for some reason, your armpits. It it's good. The flavor that I got was flavor. Uh, you got to eat it. No, no, no. Sorry, the scent. Oh. Same thing. Is um, it's a lemon vanilla. Ooh, yeah, it smells really nice, and, smell? it, and it's working fine. Yeah, like so. yeah, like it's it's pretty good. I think it's called Native, but it's so weird that we just all adopt this. Here, let me get in closer to you. Hold on. Oh yeah, right. It's real nice. Yeah, but it's so weird that this idea, and and, and nobody ever questions. I mean, it's, people do, but for the for the most part. The the thought of sweating through a shirt or, God forbid you B.O. The worst. Right? Yeah. Like, God forbid you B.O. Especially on a day like today where it's going to feel like 30 degrees? Yeah, because B.O. is one of those things where if you're in public, people around you who know the smell of B.O., because we all know what B.O. smells like, yeah, people will publicly say, even in a room full of people they don't know, oh, God, and they'll hold their nose. Yeah. Like they're, who is that? Yeah, like they don't try to protect somebody's modesty when you smell B.O. No. It's who's the filthy animal that didn't wear the odorant today. Yeah. So it's really wild. There's like a shame aspect to B.O. And uh, and so I just, I like overdo it on deodorant. I really do. I, I use so much. Like I go, I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. You do nine? Nine, yeah. I do four, four? per side, yeah. I do nine per side. I do one, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Oh, that's a lot, dude. I do nine per side. Huh. Yeah, so I'm trying to not put... I, uh, whatever it is, like metals and paraffins and all this other stuff on my body. Because if we, if you had to put that on any other part of your body, you never would. 
You would never do that. Nine. It's so wow, weird. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like Hold you on, would, nine for a size of 18? You're doing 18, an 18 doing on eight, your pits? Yeah, man. I'm doing 18 Bro, swipes. That's too much. Yeah, that's too much. 18 swipes. I mean, if it's all natural, I guess that's fine. No, even with the old stuff, I'm doing 18 oh, swipes. dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really crazy. So she found this, uh, this deodorant, and she bought it online, and it, like, came in the mail for me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm like, I got to pay, like, duties on my deodorant, right? Like, it's just, duty on it? I don't know. Listen, it's, I don't even know where she found this stuff. But I'm like, it's no longer easy to get, and I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get real used to it. Yeah. And I'm going to be on this healthy kick, and then I'm going to run out. And I'm going to need new deodorant and it's going to be two weeks. Yeah. Right. Like that's the problem with all this stuff is that you can, you can try and switch those little things in your life over to something that's God forbid a little bit better for you, but it's impossible to get. Yeah. Like I can't go down the street to the drugstore and buy this stuff. Sure. And it's impossible to find, but I'm not sweating through my shirts. That's good, though. Yeah, and I and thought I would good. be because it's not an antiperspirant, right? Because mm-hmm. I told her, I'm just like, listen, when you, I, like there's stuff I do, like when you're on camera and you're on all this stuff. I can't have sweat rings. Yeah. I look like a monster who just got back from a buddy's bachelor party. <laughs> right? Like, I can't be sweat. Like, I need it. I need it. Also smelling vanilla. Thank like you. Vanilla. Yeah. I smell good, but I look like I've had a little too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. So, summer 2019 is a huge one simply because summer 1999 was a huge one. And that means that a lot of the epic and monumental things that happened in summer 99 Mm -hmm. are now 20 years old. Oh, hit me. So, SpongeBob debuted on Nickelodeon. Well, what? (laughs) Right? Yeah. 20 years. Uh, Lisa Kudrow hosted the 1999 MTV Movie Awards. Oh, my God. When Lisa Kudrow was like a huge thing. Phoebe. Right? Phoebe Buffet. Phantom Menace. Ugh. Worse. <laughs> the Worse. Se- the second season of Sex and the City premiered on HBO. The Sixth Sense was <gasps> the big movie sensation going into the summer. I see dead people? Yeah. For real? And you remember- 99? Yeah, in 99. And also, that movie worked really well because there was no social media at all, so it was very yeah. easy to not have it spoiled. Yeah. Right? Was that one of the, like, for that kind of era, one of the- first movies that had that kind of twist ending that then kicked it off for other movies that have crazy twist endings. The Sixth Sense was an anomaly. It was nobody had ever seen anything like this before. It was like a, it was a movie going experience where it had been so long since people had a conversation of just shut up, don't ask anybody anything about it, just go see this movie. Yeah. Like, and, it, and, it, and those situations are very infrequent now. Yeah, I know. Because then you have jerks that will just go online and spoil the ending. But even or... movies like that don't exist. Yeah. You know, like it's very, it's, it's <laughs> movies, like when you say Endgame and you don't want to have Endgame spoiled, you, you sort of know what's going to happen, you just don't want the details. Yeah. But actual movies that have a spoilable ending like the sixth sense did are very few and far between how about jordan peele when he did get out or even his recent movie us kind um, of twist no, ending meh, a bit. yeah a little a little although like within the I would, movie i would you say know, get out isn't even a twist halfway through you kind of figure out yeah what, get out was just awesome i don't know if it was happened. did you watch if, us if it, was, if it was too twisty i haven't watched us yet i just watched it on the weekend how was it 
It was good. Yeah? Yeah. I like Jordan Peele yeah. a lot. I'll watch it this weekend. So, so other- Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Spoiler alert, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh, snap. Wow. That was 20 years. Uh, Come on, man. Uh, uh, Napster <laughs> launched. Uh-huh. In summer Hold 99. On. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who Wants to Be a Millionaire premiered? Genie in a Bottle was released. Oh, wait. That song also, just celebrated other, its anniversary the other day, like on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, other big songs. Uh, Bills, Bills, Bills. Mm, Destiny's And child. didn't uh, 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 Mambo Number no. 5 come out in summer 99? <laughs> was it? I think so. Oh, man, what a great year. I think so. Uh, and finally, um, yeah, the uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was published in the UK. Mm. So all that stuff is turning 20 in uh, uh, summer 2019. What is it, Maury? What? I, nobody can hear you. Maury? No, like not one I single person. Not even How me. many times we have if, to tell you if, that you're in if, another if, room if that's I can't hear you, the surrounded by soundproof glass? You were like, did Mambo Number no. 5 come on summer? And I went like this. Oh, it this. did. Yes. yes. Mambo Number no. 5 did come out. Man, A if little you're, bit of Monica in my I'm mind. I going to say, if your name was Monica in 99, man, you had it made. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Kendall, what's going on? It's Ross and Mocha. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Okay, so, Kendall, uh, first of all, let's let's start out with, with your age. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, okay. 24. I'm young gal problems. Here uh, we go. Kendall, you wrote <laughs> us this. Ross and Mocha, you need to fix my life. So I'm seeing this guy. We're not, quote, official yet hate these stupid millennial terms. That term's been around for a long time. You saying it's a millennial term is the most millennial thing you could have said. (laughs) Um, But have been kind of serious for a while. Anyway, a family friend of theirs is always all over him, giving him eyes and touching his hand. Do I bring it up with him? Do I confront her? I've met her many times, but never had an in-depth conversation. Have they ever dated before? No. So after the first time it happened... I kind of played it off, like I brought it up to him, but I kind of played it off super nonchalant because I didn't want to be that crazy girl. (laughs) So I was just like, oh, like, what's her deal? And then he was like, oh, she's kind of always been like that. She's a little bit, she's a free spirit, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he said that they had never had a past or anything. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'll leave it, you know, whatever. And then it happened again a second time. And then again a third time. And I was, that's when I just kind of was like, ah. Give us examples. When, what are you looking at when you see this going on? For sure. So we'll, the first time we were basically just in a group, like a circle of all of us. And, you know, they'll be talking and she'll kind of just like reach her arm over. Like if she's saying something to him, she'll, she'll touch his arm when she's talking to him. Uh-huh. Or like ac- across, you know, like around a campfire was one of the examples. She's just eyeing him across the campfire. Yeah. Like, wants to jump on him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the beginning here. Um, why yeah. Why are you reluctant to define your relationship with this guy as official? I don't know. It's, it's been a couple months. Um, it, we've just never really had that conversation why yet. Not? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the first thing you yeah. have to do. You know, does, does he think that you're official? Um... I mean, I've been introduced to his family because no, 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 that's that not the question, though. <laughs> Does he think that you're official? Um, I, I think he is. I mean, no. See, Kendall, if, stop if, right now. Uh, you need to have a conversation with him. 
like it, okay. how, how is this other woman and and believe me i'm not on her side you know so much for the okay. sisterhood huh fries before guys <laughs> what happened to that um you know but with the, if you don't know if you're official and he doesn't right. know if you're official how is she supposed to know you're official yeah that's true i just figured i understood like the first time maybe the second time but i figured maybe by the third time that i came around with him Maybe yeah. she would get the hint, but she didn't. No, 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 no. So let's, and when he's introducing you to his friends and his family, is he saying, yo, this is my girl, Kendall, or this is my friend, Kendall? Yeah. Or, hey, everybody, no, this is Kendall. He'll say, he'll, say, he'll say either this is Kendall or he'll say this is my girl, Kendall. Okay, when you're sitting around this campfire, okay, and she's okay. touching your man's arm, where are you sitting? Yeah. Uh, on the other side of oh, him. God. Why are you sitting on the other? Okay, Total oh, sorry, on the other side. Yeah. Like, on, like she would be... Like, I'm on a lap. I'm on the left. She's she on, the be on the right. right. Okay. Yeah. This guy yeah. sounds like a total stud, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> girls all over him. Okay. So you, for, you, you got, you need to have this conversation because yeah. in, in relationships, okay. in relationships, especially new ones. Uh, and, and I know it's terrifying because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to screw up a good thing and you don't exactly. want to, you don't want to advance something faster than one person is willing to advance it. But talking mm-hmm. about feelings, okay, is always better than suppressing feelings. Okay. Even even at this stage, you don't have to say, "Hey, listen, I need to know if we're going to get married because I'm like TikTok <laughs> yeah. TikTok here." Uh, but you can say, "This has been going great. I really do dig it, and we spent a lot of time together." In my head, I'm your girlfriend, but I feel weird because we've never actually had this conversation. So right. I think that I think it's one of these moments where you can sit around and have a state of the union about your relationship. It doesn't have to be long, but just know where his head at and where his heart's at, and then you can go from there and. And then when, you know, the, the, the free spirit is all over your man, you have other choices and options at that point. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of have a backbone by then, I guess. Yeah. And the, the one thing you can't do, like if she is the type of person, because these women exist, men exist as well, but these women exist where she may be doing this, not because she wants him, but maybe because she just wants to drive you nuts. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Cause it may drive you crazy. And then if you kind of go at her hey dude what are you doing flirting with my man in front of me what that does is it validates her right it it validates what she's doing which is the goal was to drive you crazy she drove you crazy yeah so I don't know I think I think first thing you got to do is you got to figure out your relationship and then uh, and then deal with the uh, okay with the with the touchy the, touchy the campfire temptress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go figure it out, Kendall. Thank you so much. I just want to say I love you guys so much. I listen to you every morning. You make me pee my pants laugh. You guys are the best. Ah, oh, we love great. you too. Take care. Thank you guys. What would you do, Mocha, if somebody was flirting with uh with Jenna in front of you? That knew you guys were together. That oh. knew you guys were together. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> out of here. You're out of here. You are out of here. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Hi, it's Ross and Mocha. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy I got through. Oh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Esther. Esther. What can we do for you today? Well, I just wanted to say how much I love you guys. You're awesome. Thanks for making my drive enjoyable every oh, morning. Well, thank you. What's your commute like? Like, how long are you in the car for? Uh, it's not that bad anymore. Well, 45 minutes. Which oh, okay. Is, that's like, all right. It used to be worse. I have to do drop-off, daycare, 
and then I have to go to work. So you know, there's a little, there's a lot done before nine a.m. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we're glad that you're uh, you're able to spend some of your morning with us. Yeah, and my daughter doesn't mind. She's two, so she's just you know oh, enjoying the music. So great. <laughs> no. Oh. Hey, let me ask you something, Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, when, because your daughter is the same age as my son, Cruz. Yes. And right. in September, he's going to start preschool. Oh, okay. hell. So here's what I want to know from you, because mm-hmm. your daughter's the same age. What was that first day like? Because I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for okay. drop-off that All morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it depends on the kid, but I got so lucky. My daughter did not cry. <laughs> she was like, people, friends, let's go play. And then I went cry in the car. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, don't, I wasn't asking about like how your kid was doing. I'm asking more for how you felt that morning. Oh, God. I felt like someone took a piece of my heart. It was just like, oh, God, it hurts so and she was a lot younger so she was um let me see she's 16 months when she started daycare yeah wow so just under a year and a half yeah so i was just it was hard you know and the only thing dropping your kid off at daycare for the first day does for you is prepare you for the real hurt which is which is dropping your kid off at kindergarten for the first day Oh, and you know what? That's the that's that's the real heartbreaker yeah. because daycare you walk in and there's still babies and there's sure. still yeah. you know and, and it's not it's like it it, it sucks because the, you're 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 not with them and and some kids take right to it where they just run right in and start playing with kids and don't care other kids have, that have the detachment sort of issues lie face down on the floor and scream and you can't reason with them so you just got to sneak out or throw them in the room yeah but kindergarten is the is the one so just know that the as busted up as you're gonna be yeah when you bring crews to daycare okay times that by like a thousand for first day of jk do you remember roxy's first day of like preschool nope. and or nope or i remember kindergarten nope. i remember her first day of kindergarten yeah yeah and yeah oh my god it was just it was it's heartbreaking like when you see them because when they go into kindergarten when you look at them and they're all sort of lined up against the wall with their little backpacks on and their first day of school outfit on all this other stuff yeah that's when you look at them and go oh my god you're too little for this yeah i'm gonna take you home right now we're gonna wait a year yeah you're, you're way you're a baby you're way too little for this and and it's and that's the heartbreaker and then when you walk away that day you feel crushed. Oh, my heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, you, feel, you feel crushed. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm no. not ready. Oh, bro, come on. I have to call my wife and be like, oh, yo, we're just going to wait like another year. Yes! <laughs> hey, Esther, we love you. Thanks so much for calling in today. Thanks for having me, guys. It's so wonderful. Oh, it was great it. talking to you. Take care. Have a great one. Bye. The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Um, I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and I want to read it to you real quick. Okay. So somebody asked the question, what is the most interesting domino effect in history? So domino oh, effect, boy. meaning like one thing happens and it causes something else monumental to happen by the end of it, right? Good or bad. Like, like the butterfly effect kind of thing. Sure. The butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo and you break your ankle in Toronto, right? Like <laughs> that kind of, <laughs> that's how that works, man. Look it up, baby. Look it up. Oh, I know, I know. So let me read you this. Okay. So they asked, what is the most interesting domino effect in history? And somebody wrote this. Star Trek Voyager. Oh my God, Star Trek. (laughs) 
was okay. not as well received as previous Star Trek series. In 1997, producers decided to add a new character in an attempt to boost ratings. Actress Jerry Ryan was brought in to play Seven of Nine. Jerry's frequent um, separations from her husband, Jack Ryan, due to her acting schedule, contributed to their decision to divorce in 1999. In 2004, Jack Ryan became the Republican nominee for an open Senate seat in Illinois. During the campaign, the proceedings... The proceedings from Ryan's divorce became public and contained details of his sex life, and it did not make him look good. There was an abusive relationship there. The scandal forced Ryan to drop out of the Senate race in July, leaving the GOT, GOP no time to find a token opposition Democratic nominee, Barack Obama. Obama's landslide victory in the Senate race helped launch him onto the national stage, allowing him to pull off an upset victory in the 2008 Democratic primary and win the presidential election. The lackluster writing of Star Trek Voyager helped pave the way for Obama's presidency. Get out of here. Come on. And you could also say that had Obama not won the presidency because of the lackluster writing on Star Trek Voyager, he never he ne- he would never would have been in office. Donald Trump never would have jumped on the birther train. Obama never would have called out Trump publicly. Trump never would have run for office. There would be no Donald Trump. So because of Star Trek Voyager, they now have Donald Trump. I want to know who the person is that figured out the timeline and the intricacies behind all of that. That is how dominoes work, right? That's how dominoes work. That's the domino effect. But tell me. So Donald Trump is president. <laughs> Could be tracked all the way back to the terrible writing of the first three seasons of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Dude, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, kids write jokes on Twitter. Yes. This is the account that accepts jokes written by kids. <laughs> and they're like legit the worst jokes because just kids just don't know how to write jokes. No, they're terrible at them. So here we go. Uh, what do you do if you are swallowed by an elephant? What? Jump up and down until you are all pooped out. (laughs) A monkey danced. Why? Why? To impress girls, duh. Yeah. How do you measure ingredients? I don't know. Just use your hands! (laughs) How do you prank your sister? Oh. Put super glue on her bike pedals and she will have to go on it forever. So is there an age, like, do they tell you what ages these are between? They're just kids, like quote unquote kids. kids. Okay, okay. There's no age restriction. There's no age given whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Why is Lena the worst? Why is what? Lena. I guess this person who wrote the joke. Like a friend of theirs? Has a friend named Lena. Oh, I don't know. Why is Lena the worst? Because she is. Okay, yeah, thanks. Did you hear about the robber who (laughs) stole a calendar? No. He got it for 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call 50 men in a wall? What? They're hiding so they don't have to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) My God, these are so stupid. Okay, here. Ready for this one? Yeah. What is in my mom's bedroom at night that is hot and keeps her warm? Oh, no. What? A hot drink. And then in brackets it says, you were supposed to think, hot water bottle. Duh. (laughs) You are so old. How old are you? You're supposed to say, how old am I? How old am I? You are so old. How old am I? You are so old, you broke in half. Oh, wow.
Uh, what's big, brown, and weird? <laughs> what? Poo on roller skates. Yes. What did the policeman forget? I don't know. His badge, so he tried to arrest someone and no one believed him. Wow. Finally, that is not a joke. Kids write <laughs> jokes on Twitter. I'm terrible, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there are two fishes outside of a fish and chip shop. The owner ran out to see what was happening, and the fish bit him and ran away. So he chased him and said, what do you think you're doing? But the fish did not answer. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I told you, kids write jokes on Twitter, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So we got an email, or I guess a a comment, on, uh, on Insta from a kid named Ethan. Oh, okay. And Ethan couldn't join us because he's out in California. Oh, wow. And he said, uh, hey, my name is Ethan. I'm 16 years old. Love the Ronza Mocha show and I've been listening for over six <laughs> years. Every morning you guys make me laugh. And uh, he loves when we do riddles with Maury. So he goes, here's five riddles that I came up with. Five! Yeah, by the way, you guys have been my idol for many years. I want to be a broadcaster one day. Oh. Love you guys, Ethan. So, do your um, thing, Ethan. So I have Ethan's riddles here. And there's five of them? Well, we don't have to necessarily get to all five. We'll, oh, s- we'll okay. see how we do. Good morning, Dan and Good morning. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, I got my pen and paper. Okay, cool. So uh, riddle one from uh, Ethan out in California. One. Goes like this. What has two in a corner, one in a room, and none in a house? Two what in a corner. What has two in a corner, one in a room, and none in a house? Two what in a has corner. Wait, two so in a corner, what's one in a room, room, and none in a house? And none in a house? It's just the way he wrote it. Okay. Cat box? A cat box? Like a litter mean? box. Like a litter box. Because there's two in a corner, maybe there's one in a room, Oh, but then you said none in a house. Correct, Mundo. A litter box? How did your brain go to litter box, man? <laughs> yeah, bro. That is the wildest connection. You always think about poo, huh? <laughs> that is the wildest okay. connection. Two in a corner. Yeah. One Two in a room, in a none in a house. Oh, detention? Detention. <laughs> Okay. Two in a how corner. Did you, how did you land at detention? Because there's like two in a corner when you know you stand in the corner with the hat. With the hat? When did you go to school in the 30s? <laughs> okay. Two. The dunce cap? That's it. In a corner. Yeah. One in. What is it? A room. One in a room. And none in a house. And none in a house. Well, it's not plant. No, it's not two plant. In a corner. What's. Two in a corner, one Damn, in a Damn, Ethan, this is good. Two, there's two of these things in a corner. What's <sighs> two in a corner? Yes. One is in a room. Yes. None are in a house. Correct, Amundo. Okay, I'm going to just again say not a clock. Not a clock. No. <laughs> it's a riddle, man. It's not like... <laughs> Yo, man, even I'm stumped. I don't know. Okay, Mar- are you, you want me to, do you want me to tell you guys? Because we got to move on. We got, okay, other, okay. we got other ones here. Uh, okay. The letter R, gentlemen. The letter R. Two in a corner, one in a room, none in a house. The letter R. Oh, like when you're spelling. Oh, oh again, they're riddles. <laughs> Litter box. <Okay. laughs> How's it going, Ethan? Uh, when does Christmas come before Thanksgiving? When does Christmas come before Thanksgiving? Like at the other end of the world. <gasps> like, oh, like we're in Australia? Because like the difference in time zones. Uh, no. Yeah, that's 24 hours, not... <sighs> Not like 51 days. So when does Christmas... Where in the world, Maury, is there a 51-day time difference? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When does Christmas come before Thanksgiving is the the riddle. Yeah, and remember, they're riddles. Oh, like on Christmas because it's it's before the next Thanksgiving. No, the answer is the... 
Calendar. Oh, wait, no, it can't be on the no, calendar. Dictionary. The, you were getting oh. close, Mokin. You were getting was close. I close. What's that? No, I was not close. Uh, what has a head and a tail but no body? Maury, oh, what has a head and a tail that but one's easy. no body? Come on, Maury. Hurry, 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 hurry. There's a tail but <laughs> yeah, no come body. On. Hurry, 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 hurry. Snake? A snake? No. A snake, a snake has a head and well, a tail. Arguably, a snake is only a tail. <laughs> <laughs> or only a head. <laughs> so I got it? Yeah. No, you didn't. It's not no. snake, Maury. It's a coin. It's a coin. A head and a tail. Oh, heads and tails! Yes! <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, we'll end with this one here. Uh, okay. What disappears as soon as you say it? What disappears as soon as you say it? More is money? <laughs> I was going to say dignity. <laughs> dignity? So what as soon as... No. What disappears as soon as you say it? What, what? disappears... So as like you say it you and say it's it. gone. Yes. You what disappears it, as soon as you say it. What disappears? Is it like breath? No, it's not breath. No. By the way, uh, 16-year-old Ethan out in California right now uh, sent us these riddles. as soon as you say it. For Maury. Yeah. What disappears as soon as you say it? It. No. No. no the word disappear. Should, no. Don't. No, oh. Not at all. You ready? Yeah. You give up, Maury? I always do. Litter box. Oh I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence is the answer. Yo, the hope in Maury's eyes just now. Oh my God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, Toy Story 4 opens it with $118 million. Yes, sir. And it's below expectations. Isn't that Wait, crazy? Below? Yeah. Yeah. That movie was amazing. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. You did. It was so Oh, cute. that's right. You and Maury saw it. Yeah, yeah. right. Maury fell right, asleep. Right. Yes, you did. You're such a liar, dude. Why do you lie? Like, your first instinct, your initial reaction to every single thing is to lie. Yeah. No, this isn't a lie as much as it's like a not telling of the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's a lie. More fell asleep during the movie. I know, but you just don't want people to know that. Like, right. the parts I saw, I loved. Right. Uh, your head fell on somebody's shoulder. You were sleeping on somebody's shoulder. And thanks to them, they were there. Yeah, so you can't. You don't have an opinion on the movie then? What I saw was fabulous. Yeah, okay, No, cool. it's so good. It's yeah. so cute. Apparently, there's one scene in the movie where it's full. What do you mean? Apparently, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it probably happened during the time that Maury fell asleep. How long did you knock out for? I like 30 know. minutes? I mean, I woke up and they were somewhere Oh, no, else. when Maury goes down in a movie, he goes down. Like, he <laughs> is just, oh, <laughs> lights yeah. out. Okay, lights but, out. But what I've heard is yeah. there's a scene in the movie full of, of uh, Disney Easter eggs. Okay. Like yeah, if, but all these movies have that. Yeah. But there's one scene where it takes place in, a, in an antique store. Yeah. Uh, can, does everything. it, Mocha? <laughs> a lot of the movie takes place in the antique store. Okay. Again, you I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure as soon as the, the lights went out, so did Maury. <laughs> yeah, man. You were there, Holmes. Yeah. But what I've heard. Yeah, but what you've heard about the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And don't get me wrong. I, I understand sometimes the importance of using uh, movie movie time for nap time. Some, you got to multitask sometimes, you know? But Toy Story 4, like, that's a bit disrespectful to sleep yeah. through Toy Story 4, though. It's great, though. I will say, it, the, the one thing that shocked me, and if you watch it over the weekend, then you'll know, and this is not a spoiler no, no, no. at ahead. all, but it happens in the very first frame, as soon as the movie starts, right? Yeah. It's an exterior of a house, and it's raining. And my God, does it like the? I know it's animated, yeah. But dude, it looks so real. Yes, it, it looks really like did. it looks like they filmed an actual 
house during a storm. Yeah, it's amazing. And then they went into animation, but I was like, no, wait, that's animated. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like maybe a a two-second shot that you see. No, it's about three seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Maury. (laughs) 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 Telling you what's up with a movie that he slept through. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, $118 million for Toy Story 4 this weekend, but that is still below expectation. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I gotta play one of the greatest videos ever. Hold on, let's uh, enjoy this for a sec. Mm. Remember the song? Yeah, man. Right now, he's probably slow dancing with a beach blonde tramp, and she's probably getting frisky. <laughs> uh, classic song right there. Uh, Carrie Underwood posted the best video yesterday, and it's mesmerizing. And if it didn't come from Carrie Underwood, I would probably think that it was faked by just two parents who figured out a way to fake it. Okay. So the video is of their son, who I think is like he's months old. Yeah. And he's on the bed. And her husband, Mike Fisher, the hockey player, is sort of over top of the kid, singing to the kid. Yeah. And the kid is just screaming. Okay. Okay? And then Carrie Underwood starts to sing. And then the kid reacts differently. And then they go back and forth. But listen to the reaction that their kid Jacob has to Mike Fisher singing compared to his mom, Carrie Underwood, singing. Mike Fisher, you suck at singing, bro. <laughs> Is that not the greatest thing? Oh my god, thing? that's so funny. Yeah, can you imagine Carrie Underwood's your mom? And and you can you have to feel that like, and I don't know what their life is like and everything else, but you you have to figure that. Carrie Underwood just sang a ton while she was pregnant. Oh, totally. And so the kid knows. Absolutely. Like, it's so wild. Knows the voice. That, yeah. Extremely well, right? Like, it's so wild that, you know, that babies know that. Like, it's just something that's comforting. It's something that's familiar. They don't know anything. Like, that baby knows nothing. No. Right? It has well, no idea about anything. He knows that his dad sucks at singing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix and mocha got you hi sam how are you today it's ronza mocha good how are you guys doing great so sam you wrote us this I think a lot of people can relate to this one, man. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I love my husband. He is the best partner, super supportive and patient. However, we've been in a rut. Our bedtime fun has been lacking, mostly because of my insecurities. I'm so tired and stressed out after work and handling the emotions of a four-year-old. And you have some body image issues. You say all this is taking a toll on your sex life. Please help. I want to be the wife and partner he deserves. Oh, Sam, I'm hugging you through the phone. <laughs> Thanks. 
Um, have you had a conversation with your husband about this? Oh yeah, we talk about it. Yeah, often. What do you What do you guys talk about when you talk about it? Um, that it's obviously a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dude. He wants it. Sure. But uh, he just wants to be. He doesn't want to put pressure on me, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think what we really talk about is having not having it impact our marriage and and our relationship mm-hmm. um, outside of this. Um, because it's, you know, it's stressful and it's, it's something obviously that we're both very aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, you know, we've got to try and think of other ways around it because it's, it's, if it's forced, it's awkward and, uh, spontaneous is, is challenging. When it does happen, is it enjoyable? It's amazing. Okay. And then in the moment I'm thinking, see, this is what we need to keep doing. Okay. We need to focus on the good stuff. And okay. So how, uh, without getting too, too, into yes. too, too many details. So what, so the, the frequency is what? A few times a month. Oh my God, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I don't think you need to be stressed at all, Sam. A few times a month. Yeah, well, Sam, you know, everybody's Sam. supposed to be doing it several times a week. Who? Who? Stop reading them online articles. Who? Stop reading what people are saying on Facebook. Stop clicking on those articles that you see on Facebook. Listen, you guys are in a great, great, great position right now. Okay, Sam. Are you kidding me? Sam, Sam, here, let me I'm gonna ask you a question, okay? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna flip this real quick before we get back to your issues. I'm gonna flip this. Okay, uh Sam's joining us for a very special edition of Razamoka today. You see, Sam uh has a husband, but she she also uh, is dealing with the stresses of having a four-year-old. Um, she has some body image issues, yet she and her husband still manage to do it several times a month. She's here to tell you how to also have a successful sex life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need our help at all, Sam. No, I just, I, I don't know. I get it, um, I get it, I get it. And and I'll tell you, you know, the, the problem when you are in a rut or your relationship hits a dry spot, is it's not just the it's not just the 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 sex that goes it's really you start to see all of the intimacy sort of um, be put on hold and you're no longer cuddling on the couch anymore and you're no longer getting a smack on the butt when you're making out in the kitchen you know you're no longer holding hands when you walk down the street because all of that becomes awkward and it's weird you're like wow we like had this incredible physical relationship with each other we have a kid together and now actually holding your hand feels more awkward than not holding your hand and how the hell did we get here And those are the conversations that you guys need to have with each other. And I think that when it comes to intimacy, it's intimacy on all sorts of different levels. I think that if you guys are going to be committed to this, just because sex may seem a little awkward or initiating, it may seem weird or it may seem forced or it may seem all this stuff, that doesn't mean that all the other intimacy in your life has to be tied together with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that the way to sort of salvage these things, because we all know what happens when you wind up one day uh, in a sexless marriage, which is it is a slippery slope to somebody having an affair. And nobody wants that. And nobody wants that for you, miss, several times a month. And I hate it. Um, but, uh, but I think that the way to do it is to just make sure you nurture all the other intimate things that you guys do. It doesn't always have to be crazy sex. Like, what if you just, like, seriously, wh- what if you just ripped off all your clothes and were like, let's watch a movie 
mm-hmm. you know, of where you're cuddling. Like you're just cuddling. And it's it, the expectation is to have it not to really lead to anything, but you're just cuddling. Make sure you jump into his arms when he gets home every night. Or make sure, you know, he needs to make sure that, you know, when he passes you, you know, he's going to give you that kiss. Like you need to really work on these things to maintain these things. Yeah, I hear that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, when he is at home and standing in the kitchen, you walk by, you just give him a little tap on that ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. When he when he unloads the dishwasher, he knows. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, yeah, it's time to get down to business, right? <laughs> do you uh, do you feel sexy? No. No, you don't, huh? I don't, I don't have the body of a 20-year-old anymore. Who does? Um, that's a thing that I, I have to work on. But the body that you have has the ability to feel good, right? Yes. That's what you. That's what you need. Your husband love you. Yes. Does he, he does. think? Does he think you're sexy? I hope so. Yeah. You know he does. We know he does. And all that stuff. Like for me, it's interesting when it comes to somebody's you know personal hangups. I was thinking about this today because I was reading an article about a woman who doesn't shave her armpits. My hangups are never based on my personal preferences. My hangups are always based on I would never be attracted to somebody who is doing things so other people find them attractive. What I find attractive is somebody who feels sexy and do whatever you need to do to feel sexy. And I know that that's a really tall order, but there's inspiration out there. There are women, there are fantastic women. Instagram is full of women who have baby body, you know, and Mm -hmm. they are just crushing it and they've embraced it and they've figured out a way to sort of get past that roadblock of where you can start feeling sexy again and read them and and follow them and and listen to what they say and track their journeys and find the inspiration because it's out there and I'll tell you these hangups that you have although they seem extreme are not isolated to just you this is something that millions of couples go through mm-hmm. and even with all that stuff that you've been saying to us the fact that you guys are st- still at it several times a month i'm like you are in fantastic shape well thank you you got nothing to worry about sam okay do you girl every day yeah (laughs) (laughs) seven times a month (laughs) be proud sam (laughs) thanks guys all right right, girl you you know we love you i love you too have an awesome day Roz and mocha's fix my life only on kiss hello Hi, is this Ernan? This is Ernan. What's up? It's Razamoka. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Just wake you up. Oh, okay. What's Sorry to wake on? you. Let me uh, read to you, Ernan, what your husband DM'd me last night. <laughs> okay. Is there any way you guys can call my wife for her birthday? We have two boys, four and two, and I swear she hasn't slept a full night in over two <laughs> years. She never has a complaint and is always full of energy for our boys. She's a big fan of the show and listens every morning on the way to work, and your podcasts help her with a hard ride home after a night shift. So That's right. <laughs> oh, snap. So we woke you. So what time did you get home from work? No, um, I'm actually on vacation. Oh, okay, perfect. Oh, so oh, it's not that's like even you, worse. You just, okay. <laughs> I apologize. Anyway, we just wanted to uh, send some love and wish you a very happy birthday. Oh, thank you, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> no. 
Oh, thank you, guys. You sound like you have a wonderful family and a husband who uh, who appreciates you and loves you a ton. He's the best. He's the very, very best. Okay, but here's the important question, though. Ernan, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, no. Uh, the Mocha! Oh, wow. <laughs> Enthusiastic, huh? Could yeah, you man. tone it down a little? She's on vacation and it's a birthday. Yeah. Yo, what are you doing to celebrate your birthday? Uh, we're going to uh, Grey Wolf Lodge. Oh, oh nice. perfect. There you go. Wonderful. Well, have yeah, a wonderful birthday, and uh, and we love you lots. Thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm so pumped for this weekend. I'm not going to do fireworks this weekend, though. No? No, nah, I do them all the time on Canada Day. Yeah. And I always wind up lying to Catherine about how much I spend on fireworks. Right. By Are like hundreds of dollars. What's that? Are you broke? Am I broke? Is that why you're not doing it? No, I'm not <laughs> broke. No, it's a pain in the ass, and they charge a lot. And but yeah. the, the the place that I would always go to to get fireworks, they're real great because I would buy them over the phone uh-huh. and use a credit card over the phone, and then I would just say email me the receipt, and they would just put them in a box, and then Catherine would just go pick them up, and she would always come home and be like, oh my god, look at all the fireworks you got for two hundred dollars, and I'm like five hundred dollars. <laughs> like I would lie to her by hundreds of dollars, yeah. right? Um, Is but it lying great? Don't you just feel great about no, that? I hate it. That's one of the reasons why I'm not doing fireworks this year because I'm sick of lying. <laughs> um, because I can't do a $200 show. It's just right. not satisfying for me, right? No, but right. she thinks and it's you $200, can't. but it's fine. No, I know, but you know. can't go back. Like once you once you see what 500 bucks Thank in you. fireworks can oh, get you, right? Yeah. $200? What if you do $1,000 worth and only tell her you spent $500? More, if I told Catherine that I spent $500 on fireworks, she would lose her mind on me. And not because she cares, but just because she thinks I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's a ridiculous right? amount of fireworks. She doesn't care about the money. She cares about my mental capacity right. at that point. <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyway, but they would do this thing uh, where it was real great because they would number them all. Uh-huh. So they'd load me up with a box of like 15 different blasters, right? Yeah. And then they would take a Sharpie and write 1 through 15 on them. So I know what order. They would build your show for you. Oh, nice. So I know what order to like light them all off in, yeah. right? And it was it's it's amazing. It's great. But I, I just, I can't. I You're going to be really upset on Monday when there's no fireworks. No, I'm not. I'm going to feel great not having to lie to Catherine on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. I heard you talking about the royal renovation. Ah, uh, oh, it's this the queen? It you called queen. us? Weird. I'm not. I'm so surprised you didn't call me, you tools. <laughs> oh, here we go. So we were just going over earlier the story of the renovations happening happening at Buckingham Palace, and also Frogmore Cottage. That's where um, Harry and Meghan live. <laughs> I am. So no, not Frogger, Your Majesty. It's Frogmore, <laughs> the cottage that your you should know this. Your great grandchild now lives with your grandchild. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Queen's improv skills are incredible when she calls us. Uh, so, Your Majesty, how are the renovations done now? Like, where are we? Because I know the numbers uh, uh, that have been surfacing today as far as the, the, the toll on the taxpayers for the restoration and renovation at Buckingham Palace are just massive. Have you heard my under-construction joke? It's not done yet. 
<laughs> Can you go through what some of the renovations actually are? Because it's a lot of money that the taxpayers that the taxpayers are uh, dishing out for this. You know, marble is a valuable building material and should not be taken for granite. Oh God! <laughs> uh, how many rooms are there, and what was the sort of renovation plan? Like, what did you guys tackle first, and what were some of the big problems? I just met someone who is a steamroller operator. He was such a flatterer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> kitchens kitchens, and bathrooms, we know, Your Majesty, uh, sell houses. Anybody who watches HGTV uh, knows that right out of the gate. What was the budget just for the kitchen? I have no more jokes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the queen, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Ah, happy birthday, Ariana Grande. It's her 26th birthday. Yeah. It is June 26th, which means it's her champagne birthday. Oh, snap. Yeah. Is that what it means when your age lands on the date? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember my champagne birthday. I would have been 22. 22. Yeah. We didn't do that. Guys don't celebrate a champagne no, birthday. No, that's like a strictly <laughs> female exclusive. Like my guy friends weren't like, dude, it's a champagne birthday. Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> no, no, no. Mine would have sucked then because it would have been when I was 10. Yeah, exactly. Your dad probably took you to one of the no, I know singles where I went. parties. I know exactly where I went. Lime Ricky's, which is a restaurant in Toronto. I remember Lime Ricky's. Where's Lime Ricky's? I don't think I ever went there. It used to be on Eglinton, and it was like where you would get milkshakes yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It was like a kid's place. Yeah, yeah. Lime Ricky's was, well, Lime Ricky's was a joint. Yeah, I don't remember my uh, my champagne birthday. What day is your birthday on? Come on, man. You oh, come don't know? on, dude. Just remind me. Don't make it a federal case. <sighs> April 12th. April 12th. So you were 12 on your yeah. champagne Did you go birthday. to Lime Ricky's? No. I don't know. It was probably something like McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. When they yeah. had the, uh, man, the McDonald's birthday cakes back in the day, the vanilla. What? Hold on now. You remember those? No, dude, I didn't grow up with a McDonald's in my town. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Small town of Acton. Yeah. The nearest was where? Georgetown? Georgetown, yeah. Shout out to Georgetown. Thank you. Uh, no, they used to have uh, McDonald's birthday parties. I don't know if they still do now. Really? And you just invite everyone and uh, all your friends, and the parents just pay for, you know, whatever combos. Really? And you also get a cake. Let me tell you, if I a was a McDonald's kid, cake. If I, as a kid, ever, ever went to a kid's birthday party where the birthday party was at McDonald's, yeah. I would have thought that kid was the richest kid in the world. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke. No joke. I never wow. heard of somebody going to having a birthday party at McDonald's. Yeah, dude. Do McDonald's Who can still afford have play that? zones? Do they still have the play zones? Now, yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. I saw McDonald's at the patio the other day for the first time in forever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. A lot of them are now called uh, McCafe. With the patio? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I like that. Yeah, no, I never, I never, uh, I, I didn't celebrate my champagne birthday. And I, and I, and I should have because 22, from what I can remember, obviously it was a good year because I didn't pass away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every yeah. year's a good year that you don't pass away. Uh, no, I, but I don't even remember 22. I don't even, like, I'm not, because like, I was going through all those things because we're getting up to all the anniversaries now of like the 20 anniversary of all these songs and these movies. And yesterday was the 15th anniversary of like the notebook. Like, we're oh, hitting all these so anniversaries beautiful. of these things where everybody's like, oh my God, that's 20 years old. Oh my God, that's 15 years old. Yeah. But I don't remember. Like, I don't, like, I barely remember 20 years ago. Okay, I have an idea. Yeah. What if in October, yeah. when it's your birthday, yeah. let's disregard the age that you're going to turn, right? and let's throw you a champagne birthday? You, but why don't we just wait a couple years, and then I can have a second champagne birthday when it's 2022? You don't wait that long? 
Why not? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to remember that. I got to open up my iCal on my phone and set that reminder. Are we yeah. doing it at McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do yeah, like, it. Okay, yeah. your birthday falls on a Tuesday, so we're okay. here. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, sure, we'll do a champagne birthday. We need to we'll get a, a McDonald's cake. cake. Yeah, I'll, uh, and I'll be one of those rich kids that does my after party at McDonald's for my, <laughs> for my birthday party. Get you a vanilla cake, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Um, I started watching Euphoria last night. What's Euphoria? Euphoria is that show that Drake produces. He's one of the producers on. It's on is it uh, HBO. Yeah, no. yeah, is it? it's, yeah, it's okay. HBO. Um, and it's really great. And Zendaya's in it. Okay, Zendaya. I don't want to get that wrong. I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya. She, if she's not the best young actress working today, I don't know who is. Mm. She is so like. She's Mary Jane in uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, and everything she does. Like, first of all, she's amazing in Spider-Man. The, the chemistry that they have in Spider-Man is incredible. And she is, and, and I was trying to figure out what makes Zendaya great. And in both Spider-Man and this show, like what makes her different than sort of everybody else in her kind of peer group? Sure. And I think that what Zendaya does or what she has the ability to do that other young actresses don't is she is so incredibly talented, but she still looks like she's playing a teenager. Like sure. she doesn't, how, she how doesn't, she, she doesn't look like she's playing above her, who she is. Whenever you get these, a lot of these young stars who have been in the game for so long, they're so mature by the time they get to 18, 19, that they're like adults playing the part of a teenager. She's 22. 22. So when you get to that sort of age of 20, 21, 22, it looks like to me when you watch those kids that they are, you know, like 30-year-olds playing the part of a 20-year-old, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a falseness to it. Right. But when, when Zendaya, like in this show, like you got to watch this show. It's crazy, first of all. Euphoria? Like as a parent, when you watch this show, you're like, oh my God, kill me. It's all about kids doing drugs and just all this other stuff, like high school Jeez. nightmares, right? Um, but she's so good and this, like... I, le I loved episode one of this show, not because it was a great show, but because she's Zendaya, who I didn't know could do this, but literally carries the entire thing. She's that really? good. Like, she's that good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, incredible. Incredible. But it is a hard, a warning right now, man, it is a hard show to watch. Especially if you're a parent? Like, yeah, like it is a, it's really? a, oh, okay. it's a hard show. <laughs> All right. It's a it, hard show I'll to watch. I'll give it a try. Bro. What's it called? Euphoria yeah, on Yeah, it's HBO. on HBO. All yeah. right, cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, uh, Sangeeta Patel is here on the Roz and Mocha Show. Sangeeta works with you, Roz, over at ET Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, also a host on HGTV's Home to Win and uh, fitness buff as well. <laughs> That's very true. I love doing fitness a great deal, and I try to share that on social media, and it's a, it's a big part of my life. It's, it's just, it feels good. Right, Mocha? You do it, too. I, I mean, Stop I, haven't it. Done, I haven't done it in a while, let's be honest. One thing that, that I love on all your social channels is on Tuesdays, you have a thing called uh, Hashtag Fitness Tuesdays, where you will do a routine, and you'll also show the, the, the people who are following you uh, how it is you do that routine, proper form, all that stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I started the hashtag about four years, I guess five years now, Fitness Tuesday. And part of the reason was it, it became a big part of my li life after I had my second child. Um, I think a lot of mothers go through a period where you kind of 
lose yourself. You're trying to redefine yourself as a mom and your identity kind of changes and you go through that little bit of depression. For me, I walked into a gym and it was CrossFit and I started weight training and this, that hour meant it was for me and I was focusing on myself and it was a great feeling. And since then, uh, someone said to me, well, why don't you share your fitness with us? What is your social media platform? What are you going to use your voice for? And that's why I started the hashtag. And I didn't know there were DMs in Instagram and uh, there were women that were inspired by it. So then on Tuesday, you posted your latest video and got a reply <laughs> that I guess you sat on before making public last night. Yeah, so this video was last week's video. and last week's? last week's video um and it was a video with me wearing a sports bra and i'm sweating and i'm doing these workouts and one of the position was doing uh getting down on the floor and doing some weight training and the truth is this one hit me hard you get subtle remarks here and there but this one hit me hard because i do have loose skin i do have wrinkles i i've had two kids in my stomach and I think that's why it hit me so hard was the fact that there was some truth to it, but someone called out my flaw. It hit me and it, and it kind of stings and it still does sting. And then I've noticed myself kind of pinching my skin and saying, oh, do I have that kind of fat? Is it that noticeable? And now I'm starting to question myself and mm -hmm. it's because of this one comment. And I think that's part of the problem. The reason I share this was I think a lot of women go through this. You know, you, you, I still see women getting wearing a beautiful dress and tell their, their partner saying, hey, do I look fat? Like it still happens and I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit emotional but like the fact is it's it shouldn't be happening. You know what's interesting? The, the interesting oh, thing wait, wait. with... Be yeah, before sorry, we continue, ahead. let me read to you because I'm sure people are wondering, well, what was that comment yeah. that affected you so yeah. much? Uh, and it mm -hmm. said that you should know when you're doing exercises on the floor, your loose skin and blubber shows on your stomach. Maybe stop eating so many rotis. First of all, rotis yeah. are friggin' delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I hate are, it. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> well, that's the other thing. There's a, an undertone of racial comment sure. right there. I'm like, why did yeah. you even have to write that, yeah. right? You so, know, it's, it's interesting with, you know, with all this stuff and social because the reality is, is that if we all just put our phones down none of this exists mm -hmm. right exactly. none, none exactly. of this none of this exists it's not it's not real world stuff and the, yeah. pro the problem is there's terrible people right and terrible people are terrible people and then there's and then there's trolls and oftentimes yeah. when everybody gets labeled with the same sort of brush as trolls and the design for trolls and this is the real sort of tragic thing about all this because it does affect you the most the most times trolls are trolling things that they actually don't even care about. Yeah. They're okay. trolling to get a reaction, right? And the hurtful things that they say, like it hurts when you read this stuff, but it almost hurts it almost hurts more to know that the person on the other end of that actually probably doesn't care. Yeah. They just did yeah. it for a reaction, which is even more malicious if you ask me. Right? Mm -hmm. So so your response to this comment was just it was straight up and it was honest and 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 yeah. you know and and you you, you, you said your thing and then the response from everybody else uh, you know has been fantastic to this post but where are you now with this like like where's your what are your feelings one with what the person said two with how you're now going to deal with this stuff um, in the future cool. like like posting the here's what I want to know did posting the comment and your reply and looking at the feedback did it make you feel better or are you sort of now maybe regretting even doing that yeah you know it's you're right. I was sitting on it for a while. Like, do I post this? Because I think there's one thing about making fun of someone or making a comment and saying, oh, you don't look great or you don't look that. But the thing here is that 
the imperfection that I do have, that loose skin, that mm-hmm. it, it's real. And it's something that I've lived with because I've had kids. And it's been a struggle for a lot of moms, including me. Yeah. And I think that's what hit me the hardest. And I was like, do I post this to show to other women that this, is, this exists, this really happens? And the thing is, I haven't read the comments yet. I'm scared to read the comments. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Am I expecting more negative comments? How am I sitting on this? You're right. I don't know how I'm sitting on this. And does this mean I should be having this conversation? Yeah, I should be. I mean, what is social media for? Do we need to use it in a way that you can have these these moments where women can relate to you? Even men, right? Yeah. But I think that's what hit me so hard with this one. It's like, I let go of other comments. You get it all the time. Mm. But this one, they found it. They found that imperfection and called me out on it. Yeah. If there's anything you could say, Sangeeta Patel, if there's anything Anything you can say to any uh, woman listening, especially a young girl that's listening right now uh, that may have to deal with these kind of comments, whether they've dealt with it in the past or you know it's going to happen to them one day, what would you say? It's not easy. And, you know, the whole thing about loving yourself, it's a journey to figure out that I'm 40 and now I'm embracing myself. It takes time to understand, to believe in yourself, especially when you're surrounded by negativity. Uh, Embracing your imperfections, that loose skin, your stretch marks for, for mothers, like, let that happen. And for young girls, it's it's a tough journey, but you really do have to believe in yourself and surround yourself with positive people. I mean, I was talking to Roz, Roz yesterday, and it was a great conversation. Then I went back to the car. I'm like, what do I do? Do I post this or not? And and I came back to that negativity. So it's like you have to live outside. And one of the things I, I feel is that what we do is we tend to talk so negative to ourselves in our, in our, in our minds, and we have to stop doing that and stop listening to that voice. So that's my advice to young people is to let that go and let it be. Um, so... It's it's not easy. It's not easy for girls, especially now with social media. I'll leave you with this. One of the comments on your Instagram post said, uh, you continue to inspire all of us out here. The most important part is you've shown us nothing is impossible and to own and love your body. Thank you, Patel. Love, love, love. Much love to you. Thank you very much for joining us on the Razamoka Show. Love to you guys and your, your, your everyone that's there. Thank you so much. The Razamoka Show Podcast. Kuna Matata, Billy Eichner is here. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. This- Billy Eichner from uh, the new Lion King movie plays Timon. Lion King in theaters on July 18th. How pumped are you? I'm pretty excited, except I heard Ross has never seen I've the never Lion, seen King. Lion King. What the hell's wrong I with know, you? I know, isn't that weird? And I don't know how it happened. I was just at the age of where I was a little too old when the movie came out. What do you out? mean? Everyone loves Lion King. And old, young. <laughs> I lived in my apartment in Toronto. My, I would wake up and through my window, I would stare at the giant sign over the theater one block away where Lion King ran in Toronto forever and I never bought a ticket. Wow. I've so never weird, seen any man. version. But now I'm pumped because what? I want this version to be my first version. Okay. Of Lion King. All right, I'm up for that. That's because good. it looks incredible. Everybody always says, everybody always, oh man, why do we got to do so many remakes and everything's a remake or a reboot and everything else? From the first time anybody saw footage of what you guys did with this Lion King, not one single person said that about this movie. It yeah. looks pretty spectacular. It really looks like un- unlike anything you've ever seen. When did you see it? Uh, I saw a rough cut of it a few months ago. Okay. Um, which was not finished, but I saw, you know, a lot of it. And just what the work that the designers have done they used virtual reality they used all different types of filmmaking techniques it looks so real yeah it will blow your mind did you cry i did cry i cried (laughs) when i heard uh beyonce sing can you feel the love tonight yeah yeah her voice sounds so good on it 
Like, know? did you hear the song in the final version of the movie or the rough cut that you saw? I actually or- think I heard like the like raw version that had just come in. It wasn't even properly mixed yet, and it's the still- raw version made you cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's her tone. Oh, you know, yeah, Beyonce has that tone, and mixed with that song, it's just perfect. Uh, Nathan Lane originally played Timon. If yes. I understand that correctly, because I've never yeah. seen Lion King. Yeah, how would you know? <laughs> you're, reading <laughs> off of, you're reading off Wikipedia over there. Uh, did you, do you know Nathan Lane? I do. Yeah. And, and I grew up in New York City seeing a lot of Broadway. Sure. And Nathan's a Broadway legend. And so I knew about Nathan as a kid even before he was in Lion King and, and really loved him. And so, yeah, I do know him. And he was the first person I reached out to after I got the role of Timon. And I said, look, I, I'm going to walk in your footsteps, which is impossible. Possible, but I'm going to do the best I can. And he wrote back and he said, what are you going to do next? Remake the birdcage with Ryan Gosling? <laughs> also, uh-huh. not a bad idea. idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> no, executive produced by Nathan Lane. I'm telling you, we can make that happen. No, he's, I adore him. Uh, what was it like working with uh, with Seth Rogen? Because your, your, your characters are interacting with each other so we're, much on screen. We're a pair. Yeah, yeah. Timon did and Pumbaa. You, did yeah. you guys do your, your scenes together in the we did your voice booth we did and it's so rare usually in these movies with voiceovers the actors record separately yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were together the whole time me and Seth were together me and Seth and Donald Glover did Hakuna Matata together and with, there's so much improv and a lot really? of it made it into the movie oh, so yeah? yeah and that's what makes this movie feel a little different than the original because there is a lot of improv it feels very organic it feels very natural you can really feel us riffing off each other in the room it, it almost doesn't feel scripted it feels like conversation um so again it's the lion king in theaters july 18th donald glover james earl jones re- uh, returns as the voice of mufasa beyonce john favreau director so billy eichner is here on the Mocha show and on your phone right now does there exist a group chat with all of those names <sighs> Uh, Beyonce won't stop texting me and it's a little <laughs> much because it's no, like are you, are you worried you know like what's this going to do for my career <laughs> and I'm like Beyonce <laughs> just settle down <laughs> um, uh, Seth and I communicate a lot yeah uh, but nobody yeah. else from the cast like well you think you'll... I'm on a group chat with Alfre Woodard I mean <laughs> you know like <laughs> how much know. are we going to talk about I mean I love her I worship her but like somebody you know. may make text and be like yo just got out of the I killed it today. Can't wait till you see it in the movie. John Oliver's also in it, and you know we're friends. You know I'm friends with like the comedy folks. You know yeah. like Seth, Seth and John, but uh, haven't had a ton of texting with James Earl Jones yet. <laughs> but I think once that box office comes in, he's gonna want to be all over me. I, one of the most terrifying uh, moments of my life was when I years ago, when Game of Thrones was in, like it's maybe. Th- third or fourth season or whatever it was I was interviewing James Earl Jones and he was talking about how much he loved Game of Thrones and I said something that happened at the finale of season three and he was only on season oh, one no. and I spoiled Game of Thrones for James Earl Jones and he was legit pissed at me wow. and I don't know if you can imagine what it's like to have James Earl Jones cuss you in the James Earl Jones voice oh for spoiling God. Game of Thrones that's fantastic <laughs> but it was like yeah. was yeah. yelled at by Darth Vader right there <laughs> <Exactly>. yes <laughs> incredible uh, with John Favreau, because he's so amazing at doing these movies. He really is. Um, but he's also so tied to the Marvel universe. Yep. Have you tried to figure out how you can parlay your relationship with John to then 
join the Marvel Universe. <laughs> How many more Marvel <laughs> movies do we need? <laughs> Someone told me there's another Spider-Man coming out like next week. Yeah. What's he going to do? <laughs> what does he do? Go grocery shopping? What is there left to do? Like, I mean, I know, I don't know how many more superhero movies we need, but John is a genius at making these big spectacles feel genuinely funny yeah. and engaging. And I thought his Jungle Book was fantastic. And he's been working so hard on The Lion King. They've been working on this for years, and I think it's really going to deliver. How's uh, Hakuna Matata in the song, in the movie? Uh, it sucks. Yeah. We really, we screwed it up royally. I mean, not a laugh to be found. The singing is pitchy. Donald Glover never even showed up to record it. So they have a stand-in. Uh, yeah, they should cut it. There's, I'm begging them to cut it. No, it's, it's, I, I hope it's good. It's good. You know, like I said, we improvise. The song, of course, is the same. Of course. But in, in the middle of that song, there's lots of joking around and riffing. And a lot of that is new because because it was just me and Seth and Donald in the studio just like giving each other a hard time. That's awesome. Uh, so it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I can't wait for this, man. Uh, new Lion so King pumped. in theaters July 18th. Billy Eichner, Timon, a.k.a. Timon, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you, man. guys. Right on. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Dan Memorial was hanging out with the Toronto Blue Jays the other day before they had to head out to Baltimore for this road trip. Talking about Father's Day, which is oh, yeah. on Sunday. It's always fun times when Tim Mori gets together with the Toronto Blue Jays, only because the conversation is always awkward. Kevin Bijou, happy Father's Day. What do I say? You say thanks. Thank you. Marcus Stroman, happy Father's Day, dude. I'm not a father, but... No, but you have one. <laughs> Justin Smoke, how are you? Good, how are you? What did Daddy Spider say to Baby Spider? I have no clue. You spend too much time on the web. Is that, is that what it said? <laughs> That's the punchline of the joke. Right, yeah, no. Um, Spider's web internet joke. I definitely have you, but I'm not an internet guy, so I don't know. I'm not an internet what guy. What did the daddy tomato say to the baby tomato? Welcome to the world. You just go, I don't know. I don't know. Catch up. Huh? Okay. So what do your kids call you? Do they call you daddy or do they call you smoke show? No, they don't call me Smoke Show. They call me Daddy. Um, yeah, no Smoke Show. Marcus, let me ask you this, because I have so many songs I love singing with my dad. What's like a, a song you always sang with your dad? Um, I don't know, man. Right. Um, um, not much, man. Can't really think of anything, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> Danny Jensen, how are you? Yeah. First of all, do your best impression of your dad. My dad would always be like, Dan, how you doing, Dan? Can you do an impression... <laughs> Of your dad. Um, <sighs> I, uh, that's him, yeah. He does that a lot, yeah. When did you realize your dad was a hero? Is he a hero? I, maybe I haven't realized it yet. Okay, before I let you go, quick Father's Day gift idea for you. Get him some mushrooms and call him a fun guy. <laughs> that's funny. Aaron Sanchez, happy Father's Day. Yeah. And you are a daddy. I am a father, yes. What makes you an awesome dad? I have the most fun ever. When did you realize that being a father was a crap ton of work? The day he came out. <laughs> and we'll end with you just saying, I love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. 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 I just want to say I love you and happy Father's Day. I love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for everything you've ever done. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. 
Hey, it's Roz Amoka. What's your name? Hi, it's Tixiana. Oh, Tixiana um, texted just now, Roz, and said, Hey, Roz, does it hurt to say, let's do the news? Oh, does it hurt? <laughs> like physically or emotionally? Oh, no, physically. Physically. Oh, like when I when I yell, let's do the news, does it hurt? Like yeah. my, th- my throat? It sounds like you strain your voice a little bit. Uh, no, I actually, it's never, it's never bothered me, to be honest with you. That's funny, Maury. in the other room. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Why is this so funny to you, Maury? I don't know. I just, I just love when people call in and sort of rake you over the coals. Oh, yeah, but no. No, I'm it, not making fun of it. It's just because I sometimes kind of follow you along, and it hurts sometimes. Oh, so I, mean, you I was wondering if it hurts you. Chair. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, it, it does. It's funny. Uh, there have been times yeah. where, um, where Moke and I have both sort of fell victim to throat problems where we'll have the flu or a cold or I, I when I had strep throat it was the it was oh, the that worst. Was the worst yeah um, and oh, it's the yeah, same, it's, a, it's the same thing when Mocha yells it's Friday you know like there's certain oh. times where you just can't do that but generally when I yell let's do the news uh, I know it sounds like it's really like grating but yeah. it, it's actually like it doesn't hurt no it's weird yeah because you do it like every three to every three like three times a day or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so want to sound like it's 647, 48, 40. Yeah. Do you want to try? Um, it's not going to sound as good. Well, whatever. You know how to do this, right? You got to ask Mocha the question and then you just give her. Okay. Okay. Sure. Go for it. Hey, Mocha, are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Come on. Come on, Tixiana. <laughs> Did that hurt? I don't yell it out. Not really. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. Do it till it almost hurts. That's what she said. Stop it. No, but. <laughs> I don't want to hurt my throat. You won't hurt your throat. <laughs> Mocha, honestly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was honestly. Real, I know. Honestly. A little too far. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Okay. I'm doing that. Okay, text Sienna. Come on, one more time. Okay, hey, Mocha, are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Hey! A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Keanu Reeves is sort of the year of Keanu, man. Even after everything the guy's done and all the success he's had, he's really had this sort of renaissance this year, resurgence this year. And a new petition at change.org is now asking Time Magazine to name Keanu Reeves as her 2019 person of the year. Oh, my God. It already has 70,000 signatures on it. Uh, So the NBA awards went down last night. Pascal Siakam captures the NBA's Most Improved Player Award. As he should. Yo, Pascal needs to be an all-star next year. I thought he should have been this year. Yeah. But we need to get this man in the starting lineup for the all-star game next year. Right. I agree. He deserves it. I agree. God, this guy is so good. I love him. Pascal Siakam from last night. But people don't know my story. Um, They know how important my dad is. Um, Not being able to be here today, but... um, you know, he, he had this crazy dream, you know, and um, people back home never believed in him. And, and he always believed, you know, he always believed this would be possible one day. And me being here, um, I'm just blessed uh, to be able to, to make his dream become a reality and um, having an opportunity to keep it alive. And if you don't know, Pascal Siakam's dad uh, was killed in a car accident Ugh. back in 2014. If you ever get a chance to watch... I think it's on Raptors TV, uh, Open Gym. I love that show. Yeah. And they did one on Pascal, and they focused a lot on, on his dad. It's such, it was put together like so well, dude. Uh, yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, Crazy, tragic story, but man, that guy just captured the hearts of everyone. Uh, Masai 
Yeah. However, did not win exec of the year last night. So let's just sort of go over things here. He fired coach of the year. He traded the team's best score and made a massive midseason deal to improve the win and then to improve the team and then go on to win the championships. Um, not only was Masai not nominated for exec of the year, he didn't finish second or third. Ah. He was fourth. But it is very important. One of the details that is left out of many of these headlines yeah. is that the votes for these awards happen and finish before the playoffs start. Okay. All right. See, that I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, I didn't know. It doesn't go right up until the end. So the playoffs are not a factor in the voting. So this is all based on regular season all stuff. All based on regular season. So is that why, like, Nick Nurse, coach of the Raptors, didn't win? Yes. Coach of the year? Yes. Like, if any, I, throughout the entire play, playoffs, I kept saying yeah. this man needs to be yeah. coach of the year. Yeah, yeah. With so everything that's... he's accomplished in his first year as head coach. Uh, keeping with this, apparently Kawhi Leonard has a tentative deal scheduled on July 2nd with the Clippers. What? 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 Apparently, Kawhi Leonard has a tentative deal scheduled on July 2nd with the Clippers. No, like he has a meeting. Okay. Yeah, he's going to go down and meet with them. To be like, thanks, but no thanks? I'm I'm hoping so. Like, I appreciate the first class tickets out here. Yes. Um, So... Yeah, exactly. I don't but, even think that they can do that, though. I don't know if you can fly people out. I don't know what the rules are with that. But um, there's going to buy his own ticket to yeah, go out there and say there, no thanks? There's a ton of billboards around L.A. that are all like a picture of Kawhi. No. And then it reads King of the North, and it's like spray painted out, and it just reads King of SoCal. Like like they're doing a huge billboard campaign down there for are it. Are they allowed to, though? Well, no. It's The thing is this, is that the um, the team, the Clippers management and yeah. ownership have come out to say that they have nothing to do with any of those billboards. Those are fan-driven billboards because then that would be considered So fans got together, tampering. pulled their money together or, to I mean, put up let's, billboards let, in LA. Okay, well let's say a fan owns a multi-million dollar business and they're like, what's oh, that yeah, billboard sure. cost? Like five grand? I think yeah. Go for it. You know, draw it up. I'll sign off on that in a second. Come on, leave right? our alone. So apparently he's got a tentative meeting schedule scheduled on uh, July 2nd with the Clippers. So there you go. But the the reports hey, listen, are anyway that Toronto is still the favorite. If uh if you work at a any Home Depot anywhere in the GTA. Yeah. And you see Kawhi walking in and someone's like, "Hey, I'm with Kawhi Leonard. Uh we need to know where your moving boxes are." Just tell them that you're all out. Yeah. Okay? Sorry we have that. no more boxes yeah. left. Yeah. There's zero moving boxes anywhere. Yeah. No, that's true. Can you call check a store? I, I every yeah. store is out. Yeah. This is a moving box shortage. Yeah. No, yeah, you should do that. You should do something or kick them. <laughs> no, don't, don't and run. Kick and don't run. Kick and just kick him and run. Okay. No, no, we need those legs for next season. I don't know what to do. I'd panic in that moment. Yeah. I would probably kick his shin. And run away. Um, so here's a clip. I want to go back to Saturday night in North Carolina for the lottery. Okay. And everybody crowding around the television right after the news when they pick the numbers where the balls come out of the machine. And it's a four ball lottery. So it's only four numbers That's that it. people have to guess. So uh, here's what went down in, South, in North Carolina. Now it's time for game number two. The Carolina Pick 4. 
another zero. Third pick for another zero. And our final pick for is another zero. Thanks for playing. <laughs> That's not right. Okay. So zero, 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 zero. Those are the winning numbers? Yeah, 2014 people played those numbers that night. No. Yeah, about half of them bought $1 tickets, which got them five grand. Yeah. And then the other half bought 50 cent tickets, which got them 2,500. The odds of matching all four numbers in the Carolina pick four game is one in 10,000. And as it turns out, the all zeros combo is one of the more popular sets of numbers people play. Really? There's, there's a lot of people that play all all zeros, yeah. Huh. Uh, the total payout of seven point eight million is the largest in the game's history. And I don't know what number somebody picked for that. Camila Cabello and her boyfriend Matthew Hussey split up. <gasps> oh, that makes her available for Sean Mendes. Well, that's the we've had because the, the the Senorita video just came out and it's like super hot and everything else. Yo, those two are made to be a couple. Yeah, and and, and either that or they're just fantastic actors. And they, people have been saying this since the first time they they work together that they want them to be a couple. But this is one of those things, and and our, we had this conversation when Justin Timberlake released that video where he was like making out with a model in that video. Where it's different than acting. Camila Cabello is not on a TV show, right? Yeah. You know, where you could say, I'm playing this character and the character falls in love and then, you know, they get married and all this stuff, right? Like you understand that in show business. But I think it's super weird that if you are in a relationship like Justin Timberlake was or like Camila Cabello is, to do a music video where it's Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez, you're not like Mitch Long and. <laughs> You know, uh, Carrie Jones. You're not playing characters. It's clearly Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. Yeah. So when you do a video where it's like super wicked hot, to yeah, me, if I that's, were her boyfriend, I'd be upset too. It's wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong. Yeah. Why don't you do a video where like you guys just get given high fives? Yeah, it's super disrespectful. You're not playing a character. You are you in that video, Camila Cabello, like getting it on with Sean Mendes. Oof. I'd be pissed if I was a boyfriend. I would be pissed. Right? A hundred percent. I get you're trying to sell records and everything else, but anyway, so apparently no, Camila Cabello... It's, it's a good video, though. And Matthew has its great video. <laughs> Shout out to Shawn Mendes. It's, it's worth having your boyfriend dump you over it, too. <laughs> uh, Camila Cabello has asked fans to stop causing, quote, more pain after her split from her boyfriend. This is what fans of pop stars do, right? It's like... She was with Matthew Hussey, and then they split, and then for some reason, her fans then attack Matthew Hussey, because that's the way Wait, pop why? fans are. They're attacking him? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. she says, to my fans, if you really love me, please do not send people I love and care about hateful things. You doing this really hurts me, and it's so unnecessary and heavy and damaging to add more pain. There's a real person behind your tweets. You spamming them with hateful and sensitive things is really not funny and causing, and causing all of us pain, and it doesn't reflect the values that I talk about. So um, I guess Hussey's social media pages were flooded with oh, man. That's not brutality nice. after they broke up, so... 
There's that. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Wayfair workers are set to walk off the job in protest. Oh, my God. Uh, today, workers are demanding that Wayfair cease all current and uh, future business with contractors who are operating detention centers. Organizers under the newly formed group Wayfair Walkout, workers are demanding that Wayfair Furniture cease all current and future business with contractors operating detention centers and establish an ethics code that, quote, empowers employees to act in accordance with Wayfair's core values. The group sent the letter to the company's leadership last week, signed by 547 employees, calling for an end to operations that furnish the detention centers. The company came back with a statement, and they responded by saying that they would not stop providing furniture to the detention centers, which have come under sharp criticism uh, for their unsafe and dangerous conditions. So basically, Wayfair is giving the beds in the detention centers. They're selling them the beds, and employees are like, yo, what are you doing? And now they're going to stop working. And now they're going to walk out. Can I tell you, for a couple of weeks now, my wife, because we use Wayfair all the time. Yeah. And my wife has been like, not agonizing, but like really being picky about which side tables she wants from Wayfair. Yeah. Last night, she finds the one that she just loves. Yeah. She hits order, send, gets her confirmation email that says, uh, delivered will be delivered on Thursday. Yeah, legit. I swear. As soon as she got that email, yeah. Less than five minutes later, we see the news story that the workers are walking out. Yeah, because of the detention center. Beds. Because of the, yeah, yeah, because of all I know, that. I know it's tough. I was like, oh, like it's what tough. Are the, what are I the know. Odds that I know. She just hit send. I know it's tough. Messiah Jury did a huge press conference yesterday, talking about everything from the altercation with that uh, officer during the finals in California to. Kyle Lowry to Kawhi Leonard. Now, what is the latest between Masai and Kawhi Leonard? They did have a meeting. Uh, I've had like very good meetings with him the last uh, like, last few days, and um, yes, he's told me. Um, and uh, honestly, I'd rather keep um, that conversation between uh, me and Kawhi. Um, for now, and um, uh, for me, they've been uh, they've been positive, um, and he challenges me the same way that I challenge him. Uh, the goal is the same, uh, and I appreciate that. Positively good, or like it's positive. He's not coming back. Like we're gonna break up on good terms. Like yeah. we're gonna like we're <laughs> like, gonna we'll split, still but friends. still be friends. <laughs> 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 and uh, how does uh, how does Masai feel about all the attention? that uh, Kawhi Leonard has been getting. I mean, people are shooting pictures of him at Home Depot, getting moving boxes, pictures of him and his kid, falling asleep at the Jays game. Like, there's a lot of a lot of heat on this guy. There's sometimes you want your private space, you know, and, and that's understandable with everybody in life. Uh, but I know he does understand. He doesn't complain, you know, like, but I do think people should respect um, uh, a person's space. There you go, right? Oh, we have time for one more. I want to oh, play this. I missed when he's talking about the Leafs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the what other is- thing is, man, why you got to do that? So I was I was with Masai all the way through yeah. his press conference. I mean, this man is a genius. I love him. Please don't leave. All this stuff. And then he goes and guarantees a Leafs win. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I do think that we're lucky in a place like Canada that there's room for baseball. There's room for basketball. There's room for... Um, uh, for hockey, there's room for soccer, and I remember here 
six years ago, five years ago, um, we're talking about uh, can any team here ever win a championship again? The soccer team does. The basketball team, the basketball team has, and I guarantee you, the hockey team will. Oh. Guarantee on, they man. will. That's just how sports is. Sports comes yeah, come around. On, okay, everybody on, thinks it's doomsday and it's all. Oh, this is not going to happen. It all comes around. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Masai. Uh, oh my God. So in downtown Vancouver, there's a furniture store called Lloyd Bruce Home Collections. And they're looking for two chairs that were stolen out of this furniture store. Oh, okay. And police are involved because the two chairs that were stolen were specifically targeted by the thieves. Okay, why? The two chairs that were stolen are designed by Roberto Cavalli. Oh, wow, okay. The two chairs that were stolen are $37,800 a piece. Sorry, say that again? The two chairs that were stolen are $37,800 a piece. Okay, come on. Like, who would want to buy those? <laughs> who would want to buy a $40,000 Roberto Cavalli chair? I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds pretty boss. <laughs> uh, so the office is leaving Netflix in 2020. Hold on, what? Um, so NBC has started their own streaming service that's going to launch in 2021 and there was a deal in place that had the office on Netflix that deal expires in 2020 and so they held an auction mm -hmm. of who wants the future rights to the office and NBC won the rights for their streaming service and they paid a hundred million dollars per year hold on what they paid $100 million per year to stream The Office. And I think it's a five-year deal. <gasps> but you still have until 20, like, next year to watch all of the episodes of The Office I while know. it's on Netflix. And I've been... That's a lot of money to pay for a show that's been on Netflix for years. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Wait, but why does NBC have... Who are they paying that money to? Because don't they own the office? No, no, it's owned by the people who produce. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So it's okay. a different it's a different branch. Okay. Basically, and they hold an auction and they still got to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. that's the that's the way that that uh, that deal goes. But oh my god. Speaking of it's auction. It's a lot of money. Uh I just watched the other night on Netflix, ironically, the episode when they held the uh, crime aid auction for Bruce Springsteen concerts <laughs> uh, for a Bruce Springsteen concert tickets yeah. and backstage passes. Yeah, this is the best. This is a good episode. Uh, only 9% of people, Maury, say that social media has made a positive impact on their life. <laughs> is that why you so depressed today? Uh, come on in, Maury. Good morning. Good morning. But when you, when you say po a positive impact... I'm not explaining mean, what positive means. No, let me explain it to you. Okay. okay. <laughs> like something in the world, like a change, a charity, something good. What do you mean? Like what? not just personal, right? Like positive impact means something globally, right? No, no, no. A positive impact on how people interact with each other. Oh. That's yeah. Why, that's why you're so sad today? No. So according to a new survey, only 9% of people say that social media has had a positive impact on how people interact with each other. And 63% say that it's actually made it worse. Oh, boy. And this was, the responses were 
regardless of people's age, gender, or race. So okay. this is overall humans, 9%. I mean, life would be better if there wasn't social media. Yeah, I agree. Roz and Mocha Q&A. It's now time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Thank you very much uh, if you submitted a question through Instagram, at Kiss925. That's where yeah. we post a picture every Wednesday. Um, and we, of course, invite one of you to join us to ask your question live. How are you, Ash? Good. How are you, Mocha? Doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Where, okay. are you from? where are you from, Ash? I live in Brampton. In Brampton, just outside of Toronto, in case you're listening from somewhere outside of Toronto as well. Uh, how old are you? I'm 26. What do you do for a living? I'm in communications, and I work for a nonprofit organization. What does that mean, you're in communications? I am a communication officer so we literally do all the communications so for the events <laughs> okay. we do all the is, writing but what does that mean communications though i never understood because me and mocha are in communications yeah we actually True. like yes but what 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 does communications mean so you for guys you? are a bit more media oh okay so like what so you i'm like is it like pr no oh. well a bit of it because i am we are a super small organization yeah. um so I do all the social media for the organization. Um, also, because we are a small small organization, we need a lot of sponsors. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of like the sponsorship packages to oh, get gotcha. huge donors to oh, nice. uh, give us money. Cool. Oh, okay. So what's your question? You're not asking for money, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> unless you, unless you want to give. What is your question, Ash? <laughs> My question is, it's mainly for Roz, but then um, it'll go to Mocha as well. Um, Does Roxy ever ask about her grandpa, and how do you deal with telling a child about a person who's impacted you, but they have passed on? Yeah, it's a difficult, are are you, is this out of the blue, or are you also dealing with the same sort of situation? Kind of the same, but I don't have children of my own. It's my niece and nephew. Okay. Oh, okay. And they're asking about who? They're asking, so my grandma passed away in February, and then an aunt passed away in April. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's not, geez, I mean, trying to educate a kid about, you know, somebody who has meant a lot to you that is dead is both heartbreaking and hysterical all at the same time because kids don't understand death really right mm-hmm. like why should they you shield them from all of from all of that but Roxy knew from a very very early age that my dad was dead and mm-hmm. it's a different conversation in our house because we're not a religious family so there's no heaven there's no he's looking down on us there's like that that, that part of the the sort of dealing with that doesn't exist for us so when somebody's dead they're just dead right mm-hmm. and Um, So, but what that sort of thing leads to is Rox and I were talking one day, we were, we were sitting, we were sitting outside and I was sitting on the, we have this little wall that's, uh, that's, you know, beside the front door and we were both sitting there and she's like, "Uh, don't lean back too far. And I go, don't lean back too far. You're going to fall. She goes, I'm not going to fall. And I'm like, well, I might fall and, uh, and, and, you know, crack my head open. She's like, and then you die just like your dad. Oh, right? no! And I go, and I go, rocks. I go, come on, man. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. And I'm like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to leave you. She's like, your dad left you. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, true. True. All like, all of this, all of this is true. So the conversations about death that we have were always very, very frank. Um, from the from the very beginning, but I will yeah, but say, not like on purpose. No, though. but not on purpose. Like he didn't right? die on purpose. <laughs> no, because he wanted to get away from you. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, and uh, and and so what winds up happening is I am just always constantly talking about my dad in the house. 
right? So she rarely asks questions about him because anytime there's a situation or anytime there's a, a, like a life lesson or anytime there's a joke or anytime somebody does something that reminds me of my dad, I always say it, right? So my dad and sort of how he was is a very constant part of our lives. And so it, it's not a weird thing for her to ask me any questions about it. It's not a weird thing for her to sort of ever bring it up because it's not something that we don't talk about. Like he's just always mentioned, like always, always mentioned. Catherine will say something to Roxy and I'll be like, my dad said that to me every single day. Like it's that kind of thing, yeah. right? Where I'm just always referencing him. So he's always a reference, right? And when, when, you, when you keep somebody sort of in the family that's died as a reference point, it sort of anchors their place in the home. And there's so many things within our family and within our home that my dad is anchored to. Yeah. And he always will be. And I've made a point to sort of do that. And so it's, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. It's not, it's not one conversation. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing just dialogue and, uh, and remembrance. But, you know, it sucks that she'll never get to meet him. You know, like that hurts like hell for me because he would have loved yeah. her and she would have loved him and, and everything else. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, all dads die, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of the reality of the world. And, you know, you, you just you just sort of deal. But uh, but I choose to just sort of keep him as a, a constant anchor in the household rather than, you know, having it be something that's a little touchy to talk about. I, I would mm-hmm. never want her to feel that bringing up my dad would make me upset. And therefore, so she wouldn't bring it up. I, I, I never want that to be the, the, the sort of point of reference for him. Does that help, Ash? Yeah, it does. Yeah? Right, okay. Cool. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Right and on. I just want to say yeah. that when my grandma and my aunt passed away, you guys on the podcast really helped me get through that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Okay. Bye. We love you, too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, now for a real serious question. Oh, no. More serious than dead dads? Yeah, Piazza 80 asks, My question is, what is a proper etiquette for how long to wait to hold the door open for someone? When I drop my kids off at school, sometimes either someone is behind me or in front of me by a couple of steps, and I usually wait to hold the door open. But how long do you actually hold the door before you just pass through it instead of keeping it open for that person? Two people. Two people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Two I'd people. say that's fair. Two people. That's fair. And yeah. then, like, if there's a third person, you'd be like, yo, you got this? Yeah. Two people. What do you say more? I'm uh, like, if I'm walking through, no, I no. just. If, like, if you're walking, like, if you're walking through and somebody's behind you oh, and I then always, you hold the door. But I don't really. I sort of push the door with my fingers. You either so you catch go it or you through don't. and then you hold the door open with your arms so that they can catch the door. Yeah, but I kind of just push the door a little bit more and you're either going to catch it or you're not. Right. Oh, so your hand doesn't actually stay on the door as they make contact with the door. No. I, 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 here's an, I'm going I'm to spin this another way because I get troubled with this one. It's not necessarily, I don't mind holding the door because somebody's going to come, you're just going to let it go and somebody else is going to hold it. Yeah. Um, here's the question that I have and I'll play it off this question here. Okay. When you are walking through a door yes. and you notice somebody behind you, yeah. what is the minimum distance they need to be before you stay and hold the door for them? If they're 10 feet behind you. Arm's length. Are you stopping and holding the door and then um, letting them do that run where no. they're not really running? They do the, like, they, the light jog? The light jog to the door no, and not, then say thank you? At that point, no. So what's the distance then? They have to be right behind you or let's, say, or let's say six feet? 
Um, I'd say five is the minimum. Five is, is the minimum. minimum. Five is the minimum. Okay. okay. If you make eye contact with the person that's ten feet away, then you're stuck. Right. Because what I don't like is when I'm going through a door. Yeah. Right. And this has happened multiple times. I'm about to go through a door, and I open the door, and as I'm opening the door, I look behind me, and behind me I see somebody who's twenty feet away. Yeah. I make eye contact, and they start jogging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So at that point, <laughs> if somebody starts jogging to yes. catch the door, yes. you have to stand there. Thank and hold you. The door. Open. Thank you, but people do that all the time. I like if holding you, doors open for people. I don't mind, but yes, if you're too far, then I will whip the door as far open as possible. If you catch it, you catch it. If not, you then whatever. You get but right. if you start jogging yeah. and I notice... You gotta hold, you gotta stay. I, I gotta stay and I'm gonna keep that door open. Right. Yeah. Do you get yes. pissed if they don't say thank you? Uh, no. no I, mean, I don't care You know what, though? That. Like, I would say... Majority of the time when I hold the door open for people, yeah, they always they say thanks. Yeah, yeah. People always say that. Yeah. Even if I go through a door that someone's holding for me, or if they tried to hold it open yeah. and then like you get into the like whatever the coffee shop, right? And they're like, oh man, sorry. I'd be like, oh, whatever, it's okay. Yes. I appreciate it anyway. Yes, exactly. But that's a that's a tough one when you make eye contact and you see them run. Yeah. You gotta stay. You have to. Ugh. Have to. <laughs> okay, next question, Mocha. Uh, Sebastian asks, what food slash product would mm. you go and stock up on if they announced they weren't making it anymore? Oh, jeez. Mayo. Yeah? Yeah, mayo or my yeah, favorite. Look, mayo. May, may, mayo or, but anyway, there's a lot of hot, like, because uh, like, mayo is specific, right? Yeah. Like, you can't just say hot sauce because there's 75 companies that make hot sauce and I like all of them. Yeah, but you can make mayo so, at home. What's that? You could make mayo if you really wanted to. Yeah, who the hell wants to make mayo? Right? Yeah, I guess you could. Okay, so what product then? Popcorn. But but like but what do you mean? Then there would have to be no more corn. Yeah, um, and I was also going to say like cheddar cheese. But multiple companies make cheddar cheese. Yeah, like so for it me, has to be a specific product. Like if okay. you said pop tarts, right? Yeah. I would understand. That's a specific thing. So I would say if the Maynard's company stopped making Swedish berries, yes, then I would go and load up on that. That's a great so like answer. For me, it's glossettes. That's a great glossettes. Really, yeah? I go to I go to Bulk Barn after I'm done at the gym almost every week and fill up a bag with glossettes, so it lasts me several days. Glossette raisins or peanuts? Raisins. Raisins. Okay, but hold on a second. You could essentially still go to Bulk Barn and buy a bunch of chocolate and a bunch of raisins oh God, who wants and eat to those do together. That? Are you right? serious right now? No, but it's a different flavor though when you put it together. It's just like in the Reese peanut butter cups, right? Yeah. That is like no peanut butter that you could buy in any jar. Oh yeah, no, it's manufactured. You know, it's, it's a very specific peanut butter. That's like saying if, if Reese cups went out of business, well, you can just make your own, just spread peanut butter on chocolate. It's not the same. It's a very specific flavor. Yeah. So I don't know, like, jeez. Like cause malt I balls. Yeah, because I don't eat snacks. Like, I don't eat candy. I don't Mal eat... Maltesers. I don't eat those. I think maybe if if President's Choice said that they were going to get rid of their loads of um, ketchup chips, I might go and oh, stock yeah. up on them. You know, I don't like ketchup chips. Yeah. You don't? No. Really? Yeah. See, because I don't see, like ketchup, but I love ketchup chips. See, I hate this, pickles, but I love dill pickle chips. This I like, happened, though. To, I like ketchup, but I don't like ketchup chips. Yeah. I don't know why. Really, huh? Yeah. I was just going to say, this happened. There was a uh, tea that I loved, and David's tea stopped stocking it. Yeah. And you can't get it anymore. That's the worst. That's, that happened to me, actually, me with chips. And I always think that when a product is very popular, 
and then they pull it from the shelves with no explanation that it's because they realize that it like causes cancer or something like this, and then they're not oh. going to sell it anymore. The reason right? why it's, this one was it's mulberry Otherwise, magic, why? and they said that due to a drought or something in India, that tea is not it's not growing well. Oh, that could be a thing though. Yeah, that's, like that's, then grow it here. You, well, you can't, man. It costs need, too much money. You need yeah. those little Indian children to. To, oh, wow. To deal with the leads. <laughs> right. uh, Mayokai asks, anyone ever call in saying Roz was their favorite because he was white? <laughs> <laughs> no, but a lot of people call up and, and say that you're their favorite because they're brown. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. How we get a lot of conversa- that. That conversation would be kind of awkward, huh? Like if somebody called in and said, hey, my name is Mayokai and I like Roz because he's white. Yeah. I don't think that, that would go over very well. It's interesting, though. It's interesting how we've had many, many, many people call up, many people call up and say that you're their favorite, and then we'll be like, why? And they'll be like, because brown guys got to stick together. And then it's a laugh. We have a good time, and you talk about Scarborough, and then you say something funny, right? Or, or you know, I'm going with Mocha only because, you know, I'm brown. Or I like Mocha because he's brown. And it's always like, just like, it's comedy at that point. Yeah. But if we had somebody on the phone where they were like, I'm picking Roz, white guys got to stick together. <laughs> Nobody would laugh. No, not Nobody would find that funny. No, I call the police. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting. No, would it's you really, accept that vote? What's that? Would you take the vote? Uh, at this point, more I'm taking all the votes. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm like Donald Trump. I know all the help I can get. You want to endorse me? Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on your webpage and figure out your history. Okay, I don't know what is going through John's mind with this question. Okay, if you had to live and witness. One of Dammit Maury's most disgusting habits every day for the rest of your lives, but never have to deal with any of the other ones ever. <laughs> Which one would you choose? For example, how he picks his boogers and wipes them on his underwear. <laughs> if I had to constantly watch one of Maury's disgusting habits in order to be able to never see any of them ever again... Is that the question, basically? Yeah, my sort of like that? for me at least the least disgusting. Yeah, would be when he picks his belly button or he goes digging for belly button lint. Oh. I think that one is probably out of all the disgusting things that you do and are, that's the least. Yeah, yeah. There's that. I might go with that one too because it's pretty just generic and nothing ever really comes out other than lint. Yeah. Uh, if I could, yeah, I would watch Maury pick his belly button lint every day to never watch Maury eat ever again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're a disgusting eater. <laughs> How am I a disgusting eater? The sound. The sound. Yeah, the sound. Yeah, the sound. And you don't always chew with your mouth closed no, either. No, the sound. Uh, but yeah, what do you think your worst habit is, more? I'd say picking my nose. Picking your nose is your, That's worst. your worst habit. Well, like I, I've picked this side, my right side, so much that now my nose doesn't breathe properly. Right. Like, how deep do you go up in there? But I go this way. Yeah. Like I go the opposite way. What do you mean the opposite? With your way? right hand, I usually do this. Oh, yeah. you use your left index finger yeah. to pick your right. Nostril. I really, I really only pick my nose with my right with my right hand. But my, I, my it, left doesn't get a lot of nose action. Yeah, I've, but for some reason, I guess I've spread my nose hole so much that no, it doesn't no, no, when I go, it doesn't go in genetics spread your nose holes that big one, okay <laughs> us white guys, huh more <laughs> gotta stick together, gotta stick together. <laughs> uh, Jenny asks this question what part of your daily routine makes you the happiest? Oh, sleep 
uh, going to sleep or waking up from a sleep? My favorite thing is when I lie down, like that moment when you just lie down, yeah. stretch. Sink. Oh, so right sink. before yeah. you fall yeah. asleep. That, that yeah. is a really, really great I was also going to say, or when you wake up on the couch and realize you still have several hours of sleep and then you go back to the bed. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Wow, that's a you exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what moment of the day makes you the happiest, Mocha? No, what part of your daily routine? Yeah, so what part of your daily routine so makes you the two. happiest? Yeah. Number one is when I'm driving to work and it's very rare, mm -hmm. but I hit every single green light sure. on the way. Yeah. That, it's a victory. I'm, yeah. Oh. It's a sweet victory. Uh, the other part of my daily routine yeah. that I absolutely love. Yeah. Rubbing lotion on my skin after a shower. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh, super weird. I love, I just love having soft, moisturized really? skin. Yeah, dude. Do you have to fully dry off or do you can sometimes put that on wet skin? Uh, no, I dry I myself. imagine it's too no, slippery on wet the, skin. you um, get the cream now that's the for wet skin. Oh, I've tried that. I don't like it. No? No. Doesn't, so after uh, I shower and I dry myself off, I just lotion up my whole body. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do the whole Q-tip in the ear thing because you've said before how much you love q -tipping. I love that, yeah. But when we're talking about the, the, the daily routine that makes me the happiest, yeah. lotion on the skin. Yeah, that's a good one. How that about when your Uber Eats arrives? That's a cool daily routine. <laughs> yeah. And you wonder why you're so broke because you're paying $27 for ice cream every day. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I have one. I, I mean, I like when I get home at the end of the day and, yeah. and the girls are there. Oh, isn't yours sitting on the toilet? I mean, I, I, that is where <laughs> I'm... Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah. No, that's where I'm most content. I don't know if that's where it's... If it's a, if it's a source of happiness. Um, I like wasting time in the bathroom. I like just sitting there and doing nothing. I'll bring a phone in or a coffee in or, you know, a, oh. a can of cider or whatever it is. And sometimes I'll just hang out. And then you realize it's an hour. I was at, I sat on the toilet for an hour Saturday morning. An hour? An hour. Yeah, one hour. Didn't you lose feeling in your legs? Uh, no, I put it up on the, the bench. <laughs> Whenever I lose one of the, the feelings of you one of my bench? legs. Like a, like the thing where you put the ta like it's a little thing under the but sink. But then you're planking oh. your toilet at that point. No, it's like a footrest. Oh. Right? Oh I just I, it's God, like imagine sitting hour? on the toilet. Imagine sitting on the toilet, right? Yeah. With like your feet stretched out and your legs crossed on like a bench in front of you. Like you're relaxing. Like I'm relaxing. <laughs> at that point you're just relaxing with no pants on. Where, right. Yeah. No, Wait, but, but my but pants, are pants are still around the ankles. ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey. sometimes and sometimes the cat will even come in and lie on my legs. Now, are you wearing jeans at the point or shorts um, or track pants can you remember no probably i think i think on the weekend it was just undies okay because i think i woke up and i put a t-shirt on and undies but did anyone, and i just went upstairs like, like was that. anybody else home yeah roxy was up did she ask like hey dad are you okay you've no. been in there for an hour no because i'm in there every every weekend for an hour so did oh. they know if they need to ask you something to just knock on the door and speak through the door knock Sorry, <laughs> i live with a nine-year-old just opens the, the door. door just swings open <laughs> <laughs> the door just swings open. No, I will spend a minimum on a Saturday morning. I'll get up, I'll make a coffee, I'll go into the bathroom, and I will be in there a minimum of 45 minutes. See, at this 45? point, minimum 45 minutes. You ever bring minutes. your laptop in there? No, I got my phone. But why oh. don't you have your coffee maker in the bathroom then at this point? No, 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 no. I go to the kitchen. I'm not savage, Maury. <laughs> Is that an animal? <laughs> Can I add one more thing to this list? Yeah. Tickling my, like doing the tickly thing on my chest. Tickling your own chest? Yeah. That's weird, dude. That's, That's part weird. of your daily routine? That's yeah, I'll do daily. Every, That's so weird. you're telling me yeah. every single day at, in the morning. In so the morning, every single day, I'll you daydream. tickle your own chest. I daydream in front of the mirror while tickling my own chest before I go into the shower. 
What are you daydreaming of? Like just thinking about like I just randomly. No, 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 no. Specifically, specific like what I have to do that day, or you just stand in front of the mirror, shirtless, tickling your own chest. <laughs> thinking. Wait, are you shirtless or are you like no, completely I'm com- naked? Completely naked. So, for example, this morning <laughs> you're standing there completely naked, tickling, tickling, your, tickling own chest. your own chest, and what was going through your mind? I think at that point it was just like, oh, you know, they're coming to check the pipes today. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. I really ever, probably man. should contextualize that. It should what? You know, put that in context. <laughs> Jesus, man. Christine asks, "What is your favorite so way to weird. eat potatoes?" Hers is baked. Are we including fries? Oh, I guess so. I mean, potatoes. Let's let's okay. Let's just say we'll include fries the first time, and then we'll we'll exclude fries for the second. Because the I would say round. fries is number one. Absolutely, me, right? fries is number one. So now one. let's discount fries. Thank you. Okay, so now we're left with mash, um, roasted, baked, boiled, raw. Nobody I mean, eats potatoes raw. No, I'm just adding to the Ooh, list. No. Uh, no. Potato salad, I'd even put in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we take French fries off the list. I say, my for me, it's mashed. Mashed, mashed or gravy all oh, day. Oh, Mashed oh, yeah. with lots of butter, corn, and lumps. Yeah. Yeah, mash is great. Like with some of the skin still there. Mash is really, really great. I started making fondant potatoes. Have you ever made those? No. Fondant potatoes. There's tons of recipes online. Um, where they are, you take a whole potato, you peel it, yeah. and you saw off the end so it can stand upright. Okay. Okay. And then you cut it in half. So you have two pieces of a long potato that are about an inch and a half to two inches each, right? And they're these little cylinders. Yeah. And you get a pan and you put oil and butter in the bottom of the pan mm. and you heat that up. And then you stand those little potatoes up and then you cook the underside of the potato mm. and you get those all super, super crispy. Then you take the potatoes and you flip them over. And then you fill the rest of that deep pan with chicken stock, butter, and you like rosemary thyme, whatever mm. else you want. Then you put the whole thing in the oven. And what you get is the, and for a long time, you got to cook fondant potatoes for a really long time. But imagine this potato, okay? Because it's cooking in stock and butter in the oven, what you get is, you know when you get a roast potato where mm. it's that outside is just crispy, Ooh. like it's crispy, crispy, crispy. So imagine these where the outside is completely crispy, but as soon as you cut into it, it's the best mashed potato you ever eat. Yeah? Because that's the way it comes out, right? So it's the perfect combination mm. of a roast potato and mashed potato. Oh my god, I'm so hot. And they're amazing. Those are my those are like I think my favorite potatoes and they're like they're rich cuz there's so much butter and so much stock I'm in gonna it. I add Portuguese potatoes to this. What's the deal the with tiny the Portuguese round potatoes? In a can. No. Yeah, they're the no. same thing as a canned potato. They're canned potatoes. We all know way. that. We all know they're canned potatoes. Okay, I order from like those restaurants potatoes. enough times. They're canned potatoes. Okay, Rachel Simmons asks this question. Yeah. If a magic spell was put upon you. Oh no. And you had to choose a piece of furniture slash appliance that you'd be turned into. Oh. What piece of furniture slash appliance would you be and why? <sighs> Maury, I know you have an answer for this. Well, I'm deciding between microwave and ottoman. One of the seats at your spin class. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, oh, that's, that's so gross. Yeah, the shower faucet, <laughs> all the pervy things, right? <laughs> I mean, I was trying to keep this clean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh huh. Like peephole. 
<laughs> no, a peephole's not a thing, man. <laughs> you can't become a peephole. <laughs> no, it blinks. You're so weird. Um, I don't know, um, like a blender, maybe. Why a blender? They're noisy. Nobody likes a blender. Because I'm loud. No, oh, yeah, I'm no, already, you are. I'm already loud. So me as a blender being loud. Yeah. And going nuts all the time. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be too far off from my regular personality. Right. Can I be a pillow? You, I guess then you you're could. always like, you know, big and fluffy. Yeah. I, I would say like if, if, if it's not an appliance, if we can go with furniture, I'm going to go with the couch because everybody's comfy on the couch. Yeah, but and everyone farts, so then everyone's going to fart on you. Nah, I don't mind. I fart on it more than anybody else anyway, so I'd be shooting it back up at them. <laughs> um, because I think that people are, they're at their best and they're most relaxed and they cuddle and it's the, the place that you love at the end of a hard day. Like I would like being That's that true. thing for my family. I would mm-hmm. like to sort of still embrace them uh, as the family couch. But people like make out on you? Like who? No, but if you it's are my the couch. couch. <laughs> <laughs> but then Catherine's going to move on because you're now the couch. Catherine's going to move on. Well, like, I've only the spell only just happened. <laughs> She's already making <laughs> out on you. <laughs> so what? Like Catherine's already got a new boyfriend over <laughs> sitting on the Ross couch making out. <laughs> <laughs> you're Ross like the Ross couch is like farting all over the place. <laughs> okay. Every Wednesday, you'll see on Instagram at Kiss925 a picture that reads Ask Ross and Mocha. All you got to do in the comment section is ask your question there. And on the following week's podcast, we'll try to answer as many as we can and always invite one of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. Wherever it is you get the Ross and Mocha Show podcast from, share it with your friends, leave a review, leave a rating, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss92.5.com or download the Kiss92.5 app.